Welcome to the show, boys. It's the Drunk Take, and we are back live in your fucking faces. So, we're making it a little different here. If those of you that are watching on Twitch and on YouTube, you'll notice I'm sandwiched in the middle of two bearded assholes. That one over there, that's UKZ Monster, Twitch streamer and good friend of mine. Over there, that's, you know, the drunken asshole who I do this with every week. So, say hi, Monster. Hi. How's it going? Say hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. What's going on, boys? How are we doing? <laughs> I'm not too bad, but not too bad yourself. I'm all right. It's been a good week for me. Well, double doubles, but you know how it is. What about you? What about you, Chris? Yeah, I've actually been pretty good. I've had a long, long ass week, so I'm looking forward to getting drunk and having some bullshittery. <laughs> right. So you uh you had a long ass uh you had a long ass drive the other day, right? Ten ten and a half hours. Twenty two. What was it? Twenty two hours. Well, yeah, there and back it was twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. But then they stop. You just keep on going. You truck it through. Well, no security people. We don't get to just sit in a wee room. We have to go out and actually work. Hey, I work. I earn my money, goddammit. So you went all the <laughs> way down to Wales, right? Wales and back? No, I uh, was down Clacton on Sea, which is down the very like east coast, next to London. And then I had to shoot back across country to Bristol, which is oh, kind of okay. on the borderish of wheels and then come straight back up because i had other work on friday as well so uh-huh. it was a bit of a pain but we got there in the end and i got a shitload of money for it so one win no free hotel stays this weekend no nah, nah, we didn't get that one i was going to but i thought do you know what i just want to be him i want my in bed this time right <laughs> want your who own needs bed. a jacuzzi this week yeah who needs a jacuzzi this week i, I, need a jacuzzi. I, I could do one of them what about you, Monster? How was your week? Yeah, it's been good, mate. It's been good. Stream most of the week. Daddy duty most of the week because my daughter's off for uh, two weeks of school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just playing loads of games like I do. Just yeah. doing normal stuff. <laughs> hey, everybody, hey, everybody, everybody in chat, we will. Uh, if you got it, for those of you that are hanging out in chat and new to the show, if you want to add your two cents or whatnot, we'll, we'll address it. And uh, anybody who drops a follow or whatever, I won't acknowledge it. Like, because I don't want to break up the flow of conversation. But we do appreciate it. Um, but anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt, Monster. We got some people saying stuff, and I don't no, want them good, to get good, upset. Good. So, That's good, mate. You said your your uh, your daughter is home from school? Mm-hmm, yeah, she's home from school two weeks for the Easter holidays. So, yeah. Might have been home all Remember year. Remember those days? Might have been home all year. It's like you yelled at off camera. Yeah, I haven't had to deal with them, thank God, but Bernadette has. They've been doing virtual school because of the pandemic, so. Yeah. That's, that's a whole it's been a strain on everybody, that, right? It's been a whole shit show over here. But Bernadette's yeah. handled it like a champ. One of my kids is doing good. The other one is just... <laughs> <laughs> the things I would do to him if I could to get him to get good grades. That's neither here nor there, but... So what have you been what like what have you been streaming lately? I have popped in a little bit, Monster. What what have you been uh, mostly Apex recently, but I did have a go Spiral the Dragon on Friday, I think it was. Yeah. Was it Friday? I wasn't too bad. I've not played that since like the PlayStation One PS2 days. It was pretty fun. Spiral's great. The Spiral series is great. I can't stay I like Apex. It. it was a really fun game. Yeah. I'm not completed it yet. I got quite far into it though in an hour. Are you gonna complete it or you yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. No, definitely gonna complete it. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, me this week I've been uh I did Neo two, I did some Horizon Zero Dawn. You played Nile. Yeah, nine oh two. Actually, I got the complete edition. Hard game, not me. <laughs> Dude, I spent two and a half hours getting too many bosses. I get through too many bosses, come around the corner, and a horse with a giant fucking chainsaw kills me in ten seconds. I played the first one, I got like, three hours into it, and didn't even get off the first level. I was like, nope. I threw my hand over, like, <laughs> nope, nope. Uh-uh. And then last night I streamed uh, Man and Dan with my friend Dread Pirate Reynolds, and uh, we had a perfect run. Up until the last 20 minutes, when I got the best <laughs> character in the game killed and got the distributor cap for the ship broken. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Party, party, party. Best day ever. Party, party, party. Ah, party, party. It. It's been good. Work sucks. Party, 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 but Chris, besides driving, what what have you been doing? Any footballing or catching any of the games or yeah, whatnot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were party, playing party, this party. morning. No, party. this morning. Literally, party. like two hours ago, yeah, they yeah. finished. Um, and then I've been catching up on the women's football. I've been oh, watching yeah. that all day today. Um, but other than that, I've really not had the time. I've literally just been driving and sleeping. That's driving that's pretty much been it. Like Friday and Saturday, I was out of commission. I woke up after doing that big long drive. I woke up, I couldn't even move. My back felt as if it was just in two. I was like, ah, I'm getting far too fucking old for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't you tell me this, this spending ago? hours and days fucking driving or long behind me now? Well, then you uh, told me a couple months ago that you wanted to get back in the truck and do the long drives. Now you're like, fuck it, I'm too old. Yeah, yeah, that was always the plan, was that, because I used to do it, I'd, I'd done it for years, and everything was fine, but I think just having those last, like, maybe three years of just doing the short distance ones, is just, it, it's... Made you soft. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's pretty much it, it's just, it's completely and utterly buggered me. Yeah. I'm just... Yeah, drain your, like, concentration as well, or driving that amount of hours. But imagine having to yeah, I think that's the... Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like it's the, the physical aspect's fine because you're just sitting there, but it's like you're having to be constantly at your workout thought. as well, though. Like doing clutch and accelerators and braking, and if well, you're in I've traffic, got an automatic car. Oh, oh there what? There we go. <laughs> you got an automatic. <laughs> you lazy bitch. I mean, the van is the automatic. It's my car that's automatic because when I went to buy my car, I was going in to get a manual, but the manual of the car I wanted was this like shitty silver. It was like scratched silver. See the old Sabs you used to get, where it's like, <laughs> it looks scratched. It was like that, and they had a black one. And it was an automatic, and I went, I want the black one. So <laughs> I ended up with an automatic car. That was the whole only reason as to why I got it, and I wouldn't go back. You know what's like crazy? Like I'm fighting to get all the vans and American that said, "Nah, fuck that. You need it. You need a stick shift." Normally they're the all the ones for the automatics, the Americans and that. I love it's driving crazy. stick shift. It's it's my favorite thing to drive, but I haven't had one since my other car died. So I feel you on that. Mm, fair enough. Fuck it, this. Girlfriend showing me shit. Uh huh. You're having a couples debate. That's good, dear. Yeah, we are. I'm glad you're having. A, I'm having a debate over here as well. <laughs> so, uh, this is the part of the show where we do the disclaimer because the lawyers are in Shall the corner staring at me. You a full stack of waffle cakes. Before the sub you plays out. On it, uh... 
I'm gonna go oh, through a lot. Much. I'm gonna go through a lot of syrup this month because a lot of resubs are happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go through a lot of syrup. <laughs> Put some syrup on that ass. That's right. Put some syrup on that ass. No, this is the disclaimer. Disclaimer. I can't talk. I just started drinking. Um. So the lawyers want me to tell you, under threat of beating me to death, that if you are going to join us for a drink on the show, please do so. Be of legal drinking age for your region and drink responsibly and do not drink and drive. That being said, Chris, what vile concoction of bullshit are you drinking this week? Right, don't hate me because it's actually quite nice. (laughs) But it is from a brewery called Northern Monk. It's from Leeds. Mm-hmm. And it's their twist edition. I actually like. I, I'm going to link their website into the chat or the uh, descriptions and stuff because they have a shit ton of good looking beer. Like it's right. just they don't have beer. They have all these mad crazy concoctions and that. I'm actually in talks with them to get in a drunk tank beer made. Oh, let's but go! Are they, are they like, are they, uh, but, like a draft or a style? Uh, no, it's like they do all different ones that you can get ales. You can get. Uh, pale ales, you could get the Indian ales, you could get porters, stouts, uh, just a beer, a lager, like they do everything, but they kind of make it to your, like the one I'm drinking today, obviously it was an American that came up with it, because other than that, I can't think why, or it was a British guy thinking Americans would like it, but it's Stars <laughs> and Stripes, it. Peanut Butter and Jelly Porter. Ooh. Actually, it does sound nice, to be fair. It's got a kind of <laughs> It's obviously American jelly is British jam, like yeah. right, like because we understand the English language. But... You know what? Don't start this shit. I'll slap you. I'll, I'll get on the plane and slap the shit out of you. But um, it has got that sort of. It's not quite a jammy dodger, right? But it's got that subtle like grape jelly, grape yeah. like the jammy sort of flavor. I can't kind of taste peanut butter. But I think that's probably sure, why it tastes okay. Would have overtook, overtook like the taste of the jam, to be fair. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, and I thought that's going to be quite bad then. But with it not having the peanut, it's it's merges like a fruity beer. But like you can taste, like it has got that. It's like a thicker. It's not quite Guinness thick, but it's not like beer thick. Oh, okay. Guinness. That is one thing I can't drink. Oh, my granddad drinks that, and it's. You can't drink Guinness. Oh, I love Guinness. No, I love that Guinness. I don't know. It's I tried it once, like once or twice when my granddad had it, and it was just Mm-mm. no. It was too much for me. That stuff. It's just. <laughs> but the, the funny thing is, my uncle says when you drink it, the next day you end up going to the toilet and just shitting charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I can it. confirm. <laughs> it's scientifically proven, <laughs> <laughs> but it tastes fucking good. I've I've had a I've had a planted few of Guinness over here. There's just I mean, the fucking burnt peat mossy flavor of it just the uh, it's almost like similar to coffee to me. It's just like I just it's a flavor that I can't I just can't do it. I I mean I'll drink it, but like just uh, you, yeah, you need to go heavy. to Dublin and try it. Try it in Dublin. Dublin it is like even me, I like it here, but see in Dublin, it's almost as if it's just water. It's so much smoother right. than the draft in the cans here. Even yeah, though it's not as if they're having to transport it that far. Like we could literally just open up a pipe filled with Guinness <laughs> to transport it between the countries. But it just Dublin or Ireland in whole is just so much better. 
and yeah. I can't wait to be able to go back just to get steaming. Like yeah. I, I happily go to Dublin again just to go and drink. That's yeah. I, I've always wanted to go to Ireland and Dublin for fishing, me. I've always fishing. wanted to go over there and go fishing. Yeah. Same with America though. I've always wanted to go to America for bass fishing. <laughs> it just looks really fun to do. Yeah, mm. you you did mention in a couple times that you enjoyed mm-hmm. fishing. What like why yeah. why fishing, monster? Because well, when I was younger and when I did used to see my dad, my dad used to go a hell of a lot, and he used to take me when I did used to see him when I was younger, and that's where I got like something my fishing bug from. So as soon as I hooked my first fish, it was like, yo, this is pretty pretty good, this. But it's it, people are like, oh, it's boring. You you just sat there doing nothing, but. When you think about it, you need to know watercraft. You need to have that sort of watercraft skill and where you where you know the fish are going to be held up depending on the the seasons of the year. Because if it's cold, they'll be in deeper water. If it's warmer, they'll be in shallower water. If the wind's coming at you, you're in more of an advantage because all even if you're on a static pond, the wind's going to cause an undercurrent because it'll push it this way and push it under. Do you know what I mean? So everything that was on the bottom will get pushed this way. So all the fish will come feeding wherever the wind's going type thing. So there is a lot to it, but pretty much why I sat there doing nothing all day. But it is a fun thing to do. Yeah. Uh, no, don't, don't, Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. She legitimately just bought the fucking car. We went fishing and I just bought a new phone. Went fishing and it, it was on wooden slats and it was like gaps this big, like this big. Yeah, me, no zip pocket, stood up, phone went bloop. Next time we went, car keys, bloop. Oh. <laughs> Got them back though. I didn't get them now, back, but. Monster, do you like do typical like bait and reel or do you like fly fish? Uh, bait and reel, but I did used to use like dead baits and artificial lures to catch predators and I caught all. So I've actually got pictures of me fish. Oh, got, you, caught... You're one of those guys that I caught this. Oh, mate, I caught some pretty big fish, to be fair. Yeah. Ones I've got a similar fo- photo album in my phone for Tinder. <laughs> 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 Dude, yeah, your Tinder, your Tinder adventures, Chris, are pretty legendary. <laughs> I like that. I do like that. This is one that I caught yesterday. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, I mean, I don't. I don't. My girlfriend fishes. I don't. I'll just be like, you can sit in the boat and fish. She's, we got she's some... got. She's got there. That see, she knows what she's doing. Uh-huh. She knows what she, it's fun, mate. You should try it. But I do. Uh, I do spear fishing. Like I grew up in Upper Michigan. I tried. I definitely tried. I was like catfish. So we uh we done we've done spear fishing on my friend's uh, land. So, but that's the only fishing I do, and I can't I can't sit in a boat or on a bank for hours and be like sitting there. I have to do something active when I fish, and spearfishing is, is, is a thing. Excuse the photo if you can see it, but there's a younger version of me. I don't know if you can see it, but... Yeah, we can see it. Ooh, goddamn. You kind of handsome in your younger days. What happened? No, what? No, I look, I look like I didn't eat. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I look like I was about to actually eat that fish, to be fair. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I put it back, but that was my biggest river fish, that one. What was I it? Uh, a barbel at eleven pound nine ounces. It was. Yeah, was that? And, was and normally, average or... like average of fish caught in that Pacific River was on like thirteen pound of that type of fish. What what type of and fish it, was it? A barbel. It was one of the hardest fighting river fish you could ever catch. I've it, never uh, heard of it. 
they're, they're amazing. The bottom feeders, because the mouth's like right underneath here, so they, they can't really take from surface, Is so like they're always catfish? on the bottom. Pretty much, yeah. They've got like the, the long, oh, not as so, long so barbels. It's a, it's a, it's a type catfish. of catfish. No, it's not a type of catfish, no. no. We can catch catfish in our rivers, and there's crayfish in there, and stuff like that, but you have to have a, a license to be able to catch them, oh, take them home, and eat them, and that's, that's all that type of stuff. But yeah, like I, I, I don't fish. I hunted as a kid. I love hunting. Uh, so I, that's another thing I'd love to try and do. Yeah. Do you want yeah, to do I, like I, stand hunting, or do you want to do spot and stock? I'd do any, me. I'd do, I'd do any. I'd go out with a if it was snaring rifle, any. I'd try it all, me. Yeah. I don't, I genuinely wouldn't mind. I, I can't stand uh, stand. I wouldn't hunting. do it just for like the prize kill. Well, I yeah. would do it to eat. Obviously, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't just do it and oh, dead now. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that type of shit. But yeah, I do. I I prefer <laughs> spot and stock, where you you pack a sack, you carry your weapon with you, and you. Truck into the woods and you look at droppings and try and find out where that animal is and then you. It's wait. good though, isn't it? Because it's yeah. you never know when that's going to happen in life. That's that could happen mm-hmm. where you've got to do that again because yeah. hunter gatherer. That's where we came from. If you think about it, hunter gathering and we 100%. wouldn't be fucking living if we didn't do none of that stuff. So it was definitely worth it. Right. What about you, Chris? Where do you stand on the fishing and hunting, like as a hobby or like a thing? Genuinely have zero interest. Like, I'm I'm happy people can do whatever they want, but mm-hmm. myself, like, I'm really know that mm-hmm. that first. I don't see the like 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 you were saying. So I've been there for like the 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 the, the food and the, the eating and stuff. And like the, that. Food, the food part. But, of it. <laughs> but it's that kind of way. Like like you'd said that we used to be hunter gatherers. So like. Science has proven that we're actually more gatherers. We only yeah, hunt yeah. like once yeah. a month. Ever. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I'm so, saying. It's like you know what the thing is though. Like back then, if you think about it, we did when we used to eat back then. We used to eat once every couple of days. Do you know what I mean? Because you had to preserve your food back then. Well, where we now we're eating free. Even at that, it you was more I mean? that we were more vegetarian. <laughs> like people ate more like that foraging. It Apparently was just it because well, they men were that incompetent at hunting that they only went out like <laughs> once a month because they would go out and take like a week. So during that week, the women would be away foraging all the stuff that's keeping yeah. people alive in the camp while the, the men were away. Same with medicine. Well, it was the women that went and got all the medicines and all yeah, that exactly. type of stuff as well. Like, it's, like, that's one of the funniest things when you talk about like civilization these days. You're like, ah, in all fairness, Women started us off as the dominant ones. Like, yeah, right. We, yeah. They just yeah. let us fuck off and they would <laughs> <laughs> like we would fuck off. They were hunting for seven days, come back with one deer that's supposed to feed a family of seventy-four and be like, Yep, we done good work here. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. um, have you not seen all the fruit and veg? <laughs> <laughs> and the nuts, well, yeah, all the nuts they collected, yeah. but yeah. So, Monster, what are you drinking today? I know you're not drinking alcohol, but um, what are you, what are you sipping on, on during the show? A sugar-free Monster Energy, I don't know if you <laughs> oh, can see it. On brand for you. <laughs> Come on, Monster, you know you want to. What? And then I've just got my coffee as usual. I don't, I don't, know coffee, I don't understand... Monster energy drinks. They taste like shit. Not these ones. Did right. I used to be addicted to just the original black right. and green label. But then I tried the 
black can orange label, which was called Ripper, and then that one just tasted like refreshes to me. Mm. So I just drunk that one for years. But this one without the sugar free in it, it's more like a fruit juice than it is oh, yeah. a carbonated drink. So, and it's a lot better for my teeth and yeah, yeah. monster Rossi, sugar out. Yeah, probably Hendo. Yeah, no, that's cool. Like I, I just I don't know. I drink um when I'm doing doubles at work, I drink those Rains Body Fuel. Um, I've never tried them. They're they're not they're not like monster. They're like filled with branch chain amino acids and electrolytes and CoQ10 uh, and a bunch of shit like that because. Yeah. Uh, a power lifter, the mountain from Game yeah. of Thrones. That's his brand, and it, it's ah, just chock full of like good shit. And that, that's actually he's fighting really Eddie Hall soon, isn't it? He is fighting Eddie Hall. I can't. No, wait I can't to wait see for that. that. Me, that's me. Gonna, I, I, I'm buying that. I can't wait to watch oh, that. I want to watch that so. Bad. I want to watch that, and I want to watch the. Uh, I don't know if you know him, but the Ben Askren and yes, I, Jake who, Paul fight. Who, who I do want to watch that as well. <laughs> who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Ben Askren is gonna fuck that boy like he's. Me, a I, I can't wait to watch that shit, me. Oh uh, my god! I love all the UFC and boxing. I, I, I always Dude, have done. I do never you... had the the confidence to go and actually pursue it, but I have always wanted to get uh, into you're a it. You're a coach, coach. That's, that's yeah, cool, right? definitely made. <laughs> but you know exactly you how you should be fighting, but you wouldn't go and do it yourself. <laughs> I've like... done, I've done it, and I've trained people. I'd, I'd I would love to do it. I did actually go to a boxing gym one time, but. Yeah, me and my confidence issues. I got there and it was like all these big bulky men and it's like, yeah, it's sparring on the use. I'm I know coming home and no less teeth than I've already got. <laughs> yeah, no, it I'll tell you what, I've I've done I've done some mixed martial arts fights, local like tournament stuff. And I've yeah. trained fighters for a long time. Balls. Gotta have you gotta have stone. Yeah, man. definitely, definitely. Dude, getting punched like, in the face? Nah, not my not my it, When it comes down to it, yeah, I'm down to brawl, but Fighting somebody for no reason at all. Obviously, if you're getting paid, you're getting you're fighting for you a reason. You ain't getting paid shit though. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like at the beginning, you're not going to get paid nothing. But mm-hmm. I would do it just for the discipline and the health benefits from it. Do you know what right. I mean? From I was going to say like that, that because, like, you literally just said that you 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 would be into Dana brawl, but you wouldn't fight for nothing. So unless <laughs> you were getting, it was like, well, fighting in the UFC, so, like fighting some yeah, guy in the, the UFC, street because get. he stole your chicken nugget, I would say that's less important than fighting Yeah, do you know what I mean? you got to know where to walk away type shit. But if it was someone there and I'm backed into a corner, it's like, right, fuck it, I'm going. But if it was just some idiot on the street who was a bit drunk and he's like trying to start shit with me, but just like to fucking walk away from that shit, I don't... Yeah, you just push them because like, yeah, you know, top heavy at that anyway. point, you just fucking put them down. You run away. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah, I wouldn't like just fight for literally no reason. I wouldn't just go up to some random person on the street to clock him in the face like, yeah, what? I won't do none of that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah, a bit too far. <laughs> I told Chris, I said, when I come over to Scotland, we're starting a bar fight. <laughs> oh, that that's probably every week. Well, not since COVID, but that's probably every week. And uh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just have to go to the right mind. places. Most places mm-hmm. you actually don't have any problems like that. Everybody gets drunk, everybody dances, everybody has a great time. You just have the, this, the, these nutters. And it's the same, I think that's the same. Area. You've just got all the assholes that are yeah. doing it for everybody. They get too drunk, they get phoned down, and it's like, and they get mouthy with the, the security. And you're like, ah, yeah. that's, that's, that's the problem. So everybody just wants to go. Anybody that goes out to start something is just a prick. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, if you're there to enjoy yourself, then. There's always somebody like there to, to try and ruin somebody's like... night, though. You always yeah. get them. Yeah. Always. But. Be fair, fuck them. 
<laughs> to be fair, a couple of the bar fights I've been in haven't been my fault. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of them was, but we're not. That's 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 not now. I'm not here now. We'll, we'll I've never good. been in an actual bar fight. I've thrown a chair. One time, <laughs> I've never been in a bar fight, but I've, but I've never chair. actually been in the bar fight. Like, like there was a whole big barney that had kicked off, and me in a drunken state just threw a chair. But like, <laughs> like I then I left, so I wasn't really involved in it. <laughs> well, you wasn't until you threw the chair, but <laughs> yeah, but then I left, so I was only like split seconds. It was only while the chair was in the air that I was involved in the fight. But other than that, I'm like. Nope, I'm good. I'm gonna go and enjoy drinking. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like you, you think about it. Like I've been a bartender and a bouncer uh, for. A, I worked it for a while, and some of the shit you see is fucking buck wild, man. Like it's crazy. Some of the stuff. You know that'd actually be a quite an interesting job. You know, like being a bartender and even on security, you'd see some funny shit, and you see some <laughs> crazy stuff as well. It'd be fucking hilarious that. The, one of the weirdest things I ever saw was a pregnant, an eight-month, uh, eight-month pregnant chick in a mosh pit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the one where they like fucking yeah, the mosh world pulls you in and does not let you go. <laughs> Sometimes the mosh just has to be done. Well, yeah, I, I yeah. saw I saw that start up, and I was like, "This is gonna end badly." And sure enough, dude, some dude just fucking body checked her into the wall, man. She bounced off the wall, slid to the ground. I come jumping off the, the fucking stand, break up the mosh pit, and her boyfriend's like, the fuck happened? And he's trying to lean over the top of her, and I'm like this, holding him back like this, checking on the pregnant chick who's unconscious. He's like, what are you doing to my girl? I'm like, seeing if she's not dead, asshole. Yeah, yeah there's some wild yeah. there's some wild shit that happens when you work in, like, especially, like, I worked in a lot of bars that have live music or DJs. That shit, oh god! And and it's not the it's not the crowd that you would think that starts the shit. It's the one crowd they're like, oh, okay, these guys will be fine. And no, it's the one crowd that's like you don't expect. Yeah, it's always the way. You always got to watch for the quiet ones. Yeah, always. like fucking woo, woo girls, woo girls in a live show are the worst because they will start fights with any other chick on the floor just for no reason because her hair is different or her fucking. Is off. You got the same dress as me. Exactly. Like women, <laughs> women in a live in a live music situation, they throw down more than dudes. It's hilarious. Like I've broken up more, I've broken up more cat fights than I've broken up dude brawls as a bartender and bouncer. And I'm not trying to be an ass about it. That's just facts. And like you come out of a you come out of a bar fight with like chicks, you're all clawed and bleeding your shirts torn. Oh. You come out of a bar fight with a dude, you got a black eye. Women are mean when they fight in a bar fight. <laughs> mean. They were like, I've had my hair. like, I never got my hair pulled by a dude in a fight, but a chick, oh yeah, yanked me by the hair and try and slam my head on the table. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Women are vicious in a bar fight. No, if I see the reasons why. With the likes of security, as much as I have weed slide digs with you, because <laughs> like for obvious reasons, like on the doors and that, it's, it's a job that I'll always have respect for the people that they because some of the shit that they like you must go through is just like I've heard some stories of shit that you've went through and I've seen things that have happened and it's like I have the utmost respect, but I mean you you still have it easy. Yeah. <laughs> I get to sit in a cushy chair in a shitty office. Yeah, I got it easy. Exactly. Like, fuck. You're the one that have to deal with delivery drivers. Like, the delivery drivers have had to drive all the way up to you. Suck it up, buttercup! 
<laughs> but yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, to keep with our theme, uh, as I got lost in the conversation, I'm <laughs> drinking this New Glarus Serendipity. It's uh, kind of a fruity, honey kind of fruit ale. It's it's my jam. I like it. It's good. Uh, again, this is my jam. It's not jam and peanut Literally. butter, is it? What was it? <laughs> jam and peanut butter is it no uh, looks like i got cherries and apples and i've got the is it a cider no it's, a, it's you... a fruit ale oh so it's an actual is ale it... but it's made with fruit more than like hops and and shit like that these are fruit like a few like fruit ciders that i do like drinking mm. yeah. they're nice thank you tim right. here's a question for you monster that will make or break if Docs is going to oh, talk to you for the rest of the podcast. Is, oh, what are your feelings towards Budweiser? Oh. By the sound of that noise, he's not going <laughs> to like my answer. But that, that is the only, like, lager I do drink. That and right there, Fuck both of you. Why do you drink shit beer? <laughs> shit I'm not even joking. That is what I was going to buy if I was going to drunk today was Budweiser. I was off the show. I'm not joking. <laughs> I see you. Get the fuck out. You know. No. I'm sorry, dog, but yeah, it's, I don't know, like, if I try and drink Stella or... I don't know, fucking... There's one called Crystal or some shit. It's, uh... Who's it made by? It's made by a different company. They just taste too watery for me. Where them ones, they actually got some sort of a taste to them. Where them other ones, they just taste watered down to me. Well, apart from what? Stella, that's just killer, that stuff. Oh, yeah. fuck's in that what shit. was what I said about the kind of beer stocks? I can't remember. that uh, There was a sentence that I described no. the likes of Budweiser's no. and Carlin's. And, no. and I can't remember I which PTSD. it was. Don't go there. And it was one of the best. Oh, I can't even remember which You the, called the it the gatekeeper was. of the night. That's it. <laughs> Those beers are the gatekeepers of the night because they're the type of beers, like, at the start, see when all you care about is flavour. You'll have, like, your whiskies and your, your vodkas or anything like that, which tastes good. And then when you get to that point of no return where you don't give a fuck, you want to get drunk, it's your Budweiser's, Carling, no. fucking no. Heineken. No. It's mm -hmm. the, the shitty dregs no. of beer. that The taste means nothing. All you care about is the alcohol content. <laughs> that is why Budweiser... It's a necessity to the drunken night out. You know, the I, thing that baffled hate, me when I, I first ever found out is that lagers take 45 minutes uh -huh. to take an, like, an effect into your system. And me, when I was younger, I never knew that. So I'm drinking four or five at a time, and then 45 minutes later, it's <laughs> and like... And they all hit you at the same time? Yeah, you're fucked. What the fuck? <laughs> all of a sudden, everyone's got ten heads, and it's like... I need to go home. I need to go home. <laughs> well, I I worked as a bartender when Jello shots became a thing. I've actually never tried one of them. Jello shots are the most dangerous fucking thing because yes, yes, like, yes it's fucking off. Because you don't taste the alcohol, right? Nope. And you get these fucking fucking re re idiots who do like eight or nine Jello shots and they're like, Woo! and then the gel, yeah, you exactly. You're the guy. You're the fucking asshole, right? You get, then the gel, the jello melts and the alcohol hits their system all at once, and they're either thrown up in the bathroom or passed out on my floor. And I'm like, mother, <laughs> either of them. What happened to me is I was at with my sister, uh, my one of my best mates for school, and my other best mate who we all met through me and my sister. Like it was my sister's best pal, my best pal, and we had a group of us that all went about and. 
when we were like, I mean, when my sister and that were 18, so I was like 20, 21, we started having weekly nights in just the house, and my sister would make like jello shots, she would make vodka gummy bears, which is basically oh. make a bowl of gummy bears, vodka in them, they absorb, and you uh-uh. eat them like sweeties, as you do. But it was the jello shots, and we sat in the first 30 minutes, and we'd done about six or seven jello shots because we're like, at, it's not taking any effect. And then me and my pal went, right, we'll walk around to the shops and get more alcohol. And as soon as we walked outside and the air hit us, it was like, ah, da, 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 da. Yeah, that's the worst. Because <laughs> you've been sat in that like stagnant air of everybody else's breathing and you go outside yeah. that wind itch, you get that fresh air and it's like, I'm going back to t- one minute. <laughs> <laughs> you go and shop on your own. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's the worst. Like, um, one of the things I when I was when I was uh when I went to conventions and stuff, there was a shot that we do, and I think I talked about it on the podcast. There's a shot called Surfers on Acid. It's equal parts Chambord, Jägermeister, Malibu, and pineapple juice. Right? Pineapple juice. Right. You don't. You don't taste. You need flavor. <laughs> <laughs> you do that like six, <laughs> you do six or eight of those, and you're like, "Oh, I'm good." You step outside, and like somebody's waiting outside with a shovel, just <laughs> twang right around your face. <laughs> well, that was like that check stuff that I've I had right. at the plum liqueur. Like, I don't know if you was it last week we were talking about it mm-hmm. or the week before. I got this like all I was over in Czech Republic. We were at one of the race weekends and we went round a one of the fans was throwing like a wee barbecue mm-hmm. for like some of the riders and their teams. So we went round there and there's a tradition in the Czech that see if like if I was the host and I came up and offered you a drink, I would pour you a shot, then I would do a shot with you. But if I went to the next person and offered them a drink, I'd give them a shot and I'd do a shot with you. That was how the Czechs do their tradition, is they take a drink where everybody they get a drink to. So even though ah. your company's only had two drinks, the guy that's pouring the drinks have ended up with 20 done. Yes, <laughs> that was me. A, a in a but the, the, it had this liqueur. Um, it's this stuff, right? Yeah, that was a nice little collection there, mate. <laughs> Slevovice. Yeah, Slevovice. one liqueur. Um, and basically how it works is you would drink it just as a shot, and everything seemed fine. I went about 10, 11 shots down, did not feel a thing. Went over the case like three hours, just constantly thiming this. It was all fine. And then the mistake I made was drank a carling. Oh, no. Mate, it turns out that, see, this alcohol, as soon as you add anything else to it, any form of alcohol, blackout. I cannot remember the night. I can yeah. remember be like the only bits I remember is being told what had happened. I just remember waking up the next morning to all these stories. I actually only remembers of the times like that. I only remember one time of getting blackout drunk, and I was in. I'm not going to say how old I was because <laughs> your reasons. Yeah, but it was yeah. a party at my cousin's house, and obviously all the adults were drinking, and it was a can of uh, Iron Brew actually, Iron Brew, and it was about this much Iron Brew in it. And the rest was vodka. Oh no! I ne- the whole thing, the whole thing, I necked it all. And it wasn't no like nice. No, it was fucking Tipex or whatever the fuck's in it. It just smelled like fucking permanent marker. So yeah, <laughs> about twenty minutes later, I rem- The only thing I remember is my cousin had like a wooden fence, but it was like slotted panels, 
and it only had the bottom slot because it had all run away. And I went to jump over it, and my feet hit it, and I just went, poof, just stopped in mid-air and just, boom. And then I got took home on the back of a pedal bike. I'm like, Superman, all the way home. And everything. oh, shit, it was fucking mint. That was the only thing I remember. I wake up in the morning, my uncle's like, you, never drink again. I'm like, what? I don't remember still, like, all hungover and shit. And he goes, you was pissing and sick in the same bin. You went into the, your granddad's room going, Superman, and all this shit. Like, oh, God. It's like, nah, I'm, no, not again. But yeah, then I still did it again the next weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, as you do. <laughs> for the United again. Kingdom, that's what we've done. <laughs> yeah. Every weekend with your mates, you all put your £2.50 spends in. Fucking bottle of Lambrina. It's like, off you go. There's your night. So it's... <laughs> I've always said that in the UK, it's the more north you go, the, the the more alcohol is consumed in my mind until it gets to about the central belt of Scotland and then it starts drifting away. Because when you think about it, if you think like the bottom coast of England and the southerners and that, uh, they can drink, but they're weirdos when they drink. And then you start hitting the, like, say... Leicester and Manchester and Liverpool and yeah. they get quite fucking drinky. And you hit Newcastle, they fucking know how you know to what drink. what the weird thing was though, with <laughs> all of us? We wasn't drinking no like high-end beer like your, your actual lag. Nah, we was on White Ace, White Lightning. Anything to get you hammered, that was it. We was getting it. The cheapest oh, yeah. stuff, that was the strongest stuff. Let's go. But Joanne is actually right there. I went fishing before I went to my nana's house and then my uncle told me about me when I woke up about being Superman. Said to me, oh, we're going down to the pub. I was old enough to drink at this point by this time. He goes, oh, we're going down to the pub for a few beers. His mate come to my nana's house. We had a few vodkas and a few drinks at my nana's. Went down to the pub. I must have had another five pints there. Oh. I remember talking to someone in the beer garden about posturing. And halfway through the conversation, yeah, 10 heads happened. I was like, <laughs> I need to go home. And yeah, I was like in my girlfriend's car for five hours, just hugging me fish and stuff, just... I'm not moving. I'm not moving. No, it just all hit me at once. It's like, no, I can't move. You go inside, just lock the car and I'll stay here. <laughs> she still stayed there with me, though. She stayed there with me the whole time till about 2 o'clock in the morning. She's a keeper. Like, yeah, yeah that's, 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 what have you got yourself in for, Joanne? Yeah. <laughs> like, what have you done? We, with are, we all feel sorry for Joanne, okay? We, yeah. Joanne gets enough condolences from us. We, we, we know. Yeah, she's, she's a good bean. She is, definitely. <laughs> yeah, she's great. So, besides the drunken revelry and streaming, like, what, like, what, and fishing, like, what, what else is your jam, Monster? Like, what are, what are you Um, doing? obviously, fighting's something mm -hmm. like, my, not a hobby, but it's more of something that I do like to watch. But mainly, mate, my whole thing through my whole life has been gaming. Yeah. That's the thing that sort of took me away from past stuff and, mm -hmm. you know, all that type of shit. It's, gaming has always been the thing I've wanted to pursue. I've done nine to fives of worked factories, I've worked from 7 in the morning until 12 at night, and that just isn't me. Right. This is me. Yeah. This is where I thrive. This is, like, my sort of thing. But other than that, I'd probably say crafts, like woodwork and all that type of stuff, like handy stuff is where that's another stuff that I do like to do. But yeah. It's nothing major, but, like, this, what these are on here, Right. Like, this isn't attached to this, but, like, I made, like, all this type of stuff, and I've made quite a few different things. It's just nothing 
major, but I do like to tinkle with stuff. Mm. Yeah. I was that bad when I was younger. My nana bought me a t-shirt and it says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. She'd always come <laughs> to my bedroom and someone was took apart. So, yeah. Yeah, my, my kids you learn about it stuff, though. Like, how would you know how something works without taking it apart? Like... That's what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's got to be done. But the, the probably the best thing that I'd ever did yeah, was yeah, my Xbox yeah. back in the party, day. Party, it party, got party, the Ring of Death. Party, party, party. And I used to wrap no, it up in about party, six towels party, and make party, it overheat just to make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought to myself, this, this can't be right. There's got to be something. Took it all apart and I realised the motherboard was touching the heat shield at the bottom. So I got some spaces, put it around the, the motherboard and the finger, raised it up, worked fine, never overheat again. Never got the Ring of Death. Yeah, I'm... I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, it's good. It's good. I was I was gonna agree with Whiskey Wolf. I I can't take I take shit up. I can take it apart. Can't put it back together. No, nope. I, yeah, I was like that up. until I realized you take a picture of like certain <laughs> things you take apart and then or label it in bags or something and then you know where it goes. Then yeah, but... I, I I can't I can't take shit apart because like I got most of you know I I got one hand. So when I go to take shit apart, it takes three hours where it takes an hour for everybody else. So I'm like, fuck it. Thank God Bernadette. <laughs> Bernadette's like, I'll fix it all. I'm like, yep, you, you can have the wrench. I'll right. go make dinner. You can have the wrench. Fuck it. Do you know that's actually one thing I actually can't wait for when you do come over here is to try your cooking. Oh, yeah, baby. Food like, yeah, like, on a serious level, I can't wait to try that cooking, man. Dude, when we get over there, Chris, Chris and I are going to, like, fucking throw down and see who's got better shit. Oh, I, I'll be the fuck. I'll be the party judge. I, <laughs> right? I won't be biased, I swear. <laughs> I'll try it. I'm down. I don't to be know, honest, I... that was one thing that I wanted to actually do is try and, like, when you're finally over here, Docs, is try and get, like, like there's places, especially up in Scotland, where you mm. can book a, 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 a house kind of thing for, like, two days. Like, yeah. a full castle, if you wanted to. Just <laughs> get a big group of us all to fucking congregate in the one area, and we'll cook, we'll drink, and we'll game. Fuck there yeah, you go. dude, that's the plan. That, that sounds like the best thing ever, though. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be amazing. So, Monster, you were talking about growing up as a gamer. Like, what? Like, what was it? What? It, what was your? What were you on when you were younger? Like, what? What was your? What was your games and what was your genre? Oh my! Uh, have you got enough hands here to count how many consoles I've had? <laughs> well, when I first ever started gaming, it was the Sega Mega Drive. Yeah, and I play. I used to play um, like Sonic. I used to play. There's a Ghostbusters as well that was on it. And there was, was it, there was something else. I think Power Rangers was on it as well. Mm. There was a Power Ranger game on it. And it was, I, but my uncle bought me a Chinese, like, cartridge. It was massive. It was like the size of the console. It was huge. And you used to slot it where the games used to slot in. Then you could play Japanese-style games and all that stuff that you couldn't get in the UK. So we used to get all over games, trying to, like, port it over. I used to play them all on there. But the, the most... Time I'd said the best time gaming was PS2 and PS1 days when I used to play on like um, Crash Bandicoot, yeah, uh, obviously Spyros, um, all the old Spider Mans like Spider Man 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. I used to play the wrestling games because I was heavily into wrestling when I was yeah, younger. Who didn't play the wrestling games yeah, back in the day? Those were fun, man. I, them. Yeah, I still I them. play them. I still have this thing where I just, even though I'm no an avid watcher of the wrestling anymore. I still, every year, need to get the wrestling games to play through the season and all that, just because <laughs> yeah. it's like, I've got, I've got everything since 
a way back when you used to have the N64 no mercy games and no yes. for now but they were like, gaming I've, days yeah like I've I had, I had the Pokemon edition one. I loved it absolutely loved it because mm-hmm. Pokemon that's probably been like apart from Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat and Pokemon have been my, like my two main staple games that I have played all of them every single one I've played them all mm-hmm. and back on the N64 there was uh, one called Pokemon Snaps, and he was just in a little oh, car yes. going around taking picture of fucking Pokemon all day. It was sick. It I'm was so simple. It was so good. Have you seen that they're making a re? Apparently so, yeah. And I, yeah. I, I, I get it. I do what I get oh, it. I'm I, really do. I don't care how much or what platform. I, if I need to go and buy an Xbox, I'll go and buy a fucking Xbox. I think they're only doing I'll it for the Twitch, you know. Yeah, I think that's it's, what it's, it's well, Switch I guess exclusive. I'm buying a Switch. It's like, I've even got. Whiskey, that is exactly N64 James Bond Goldeneye. Okay, oh, all no. right. Wait, wait, wait. Before we start, <laughs> I got a bone to pick with fucking Goldeneye. Okay, I here love, go. Go- oh, I love, go. I, I love Goldeneye. I loved it. I played it back in the day with all my friends. But Goldeneye is the bane because Goldeneye spawned all these fucking SP- FPS games, and ninety percent of these FPS games are shit. But they're like <laughs> the they're anything that they're the only thing that people play. FPS mm-hmm. dominates like the charts. Yep, and everything. Most of it is fucking what, trash, though? and it's all Goldeneye's fault. <laughs> do you know what though? Right, I do love me FPS games, but believe it or not, I'm more of an MMORPG type of person. It's just I haven't found one yet since DC Universe Online or Final Fantasy Online. That's Star Wars: The Old Republic sucked me in. They're they're the only ones, and if I was to go and try one like that, Order of the Republic. I'll be so far behind. Ah. It took me fucking years to get to where I need to be. Now only a hundred hours. So <laughs> only yeah, my problem is, is I've got ADHD, so it needs to be really fucking good to keep my attention for more than twenty minutes and see trying to find a game that kind of grabs my attention. The likes of like that, uh, Odd World Soulstorm. That has been like I can't wait to now know that, to be able to I used that to play game. that on like, uh, the PS One. Uh, yeah. It was called Abe's Odyssey, wasn't it? I think yeah. that was all yeah. it was called. This used to go around farting and burping, and you had the little weird. <laughs> they were all like folded over the snappy mouth, and it was all black and white, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, I love so, that game. Chris, but... you you played Soulstorm on stream. How is that working out so far? I only I was Whoa. I was only able to catch out a little bit of your stream of it. Like, how is it? It's oh, it's so fucking good. Like, I told I played, you. Like, this is how you can like it's it's. I don't want it to be sound as if I am the lord of all games, and unless it appeases my attention, then it's a shit game. But <laughs> I played it for, I think I streamed for something like three and a half hours. That's how much I was. And the only reason I stopped was because it was like two in the morning, and I had work the next day. Mm. So I was like, I need to stop. Need Otherwise, to stop. I would have just kept on going. It has been, and obviously the last week I've been working. Tonight, I'm going to try and play Merry Visage because, well, <laughs> I, I need to keep going with that. But the more night, I think I'm going to have uh, mm. Odd World again because it was, it's just such, like the storyline and the puzzles and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just, do like the puzzles. The things that get your brain so ticking good. and working is... That's well, I think that's why game. Visage keeps pulling me back is because as much as I absolutely fucking hate it because I cannot do <laughs> fucking horror games, it's the puzzles and the trying to work out things. But the thing with Visage is it keeps you going because 
I, I was trying to explain to my sister because she likes the horror games. I was mm-hmm. like, the likes of like Evil Inside that I played, it was just every now and again, it was just a jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, and then nothing. Right. You went run, 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 then you got a jump scare, went run, 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 jump scare. Whereas Visage is like a consistent fear inducing game where there's sometimes you walk around and nothing will happen, and then you walk in a door and it'll give you a jump scare. And then for the rest of the game, you cannot walk around doors the way you are. You're always <laughs> peering around doors, and it'll never scare you again. They'll never have it, and it'll jump out of a door. But the chesty drawers that you'd been opening to get your flashlight out of, had they been doing it, but all of a sudden, it now sparks and triggers <laughs> a fucking jump scare. Yeah. That means that you can't look in drawers without fucking... So <laughs> when you're two or three years in, you're sitting terrified of flitting on lights and walking around corridors and that, because... It's, it's like just... you hear something and you're and you're like... Exactly. That's, that's what it is, though. <laughs> and they have this thing where, obviously, like there's paranormal activity that happens, so like light switches will get turned off. So you'll be walking along, and a room that you're not even in, you'll just hear the click of a light switch, and you go, oh, fuck, shit's going you know down. You're probably, oh, no. like, uh, phasmophobia for that type of stuff, you know. That's that's a horror game, but it's not like puzzle or anything. It's more trying to figure out the 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 what type yeah. of ghost you're dealing with. But I don't know if you've seen me play, but you've got certain items like your EMF and stuff like that. you got to go around all, like, schools and prisons and all sorts to try yeah. and find this ghost. But the thing is, the, it's voice recognition, so when you speak to it, it will reply back right. to you type stuff. That's the thing that's so appealing with it. So you'd be like, give us a sign. Then all of a sudden, like, a fucking kind of beer gets dashed at you <laughs> or a light gets switched on somewhere or something like that. It's a pretty good gamer. It's just it's a hell of a lot of fun. Let's like, say if you've got a full party of four to play it. So then yeah. you, the banter between you is all... If you've got somebody that's not really scared and the rest of three of you are and he's just pissing himself because you're running around, you're like, ah! <laughs> he's chasing me type shit. Yeah, it can be a fun game, that. It definitely can be. Yeah. Well, me and Docs played that. I mean, when it, see, when it first kind of boomed, me yeah. and Docs gave it a go with Rins, but my computer just... Uh, the yeah. the running it was just shocking, and I think yeah. Docs was the same. Yeah, my and room was it's, trash. It's, it's something that I would like because I like that sort of stuff. It's just that the moment my my PC just would not run it. That's why I'm streaming through the the PS5. But like you were saying, that when you've got a, that was why I was streaming the horror game is because see if I was playing it myself, I wouldn't play it. It's just no my thing. Yeah, but see streaming it and having people in chat, mm-hmm. that that's the sort mm-hmm. of. That's definitely. It just gives you that sort of the sense of confidence. Like, yeah, I'm not alone here. (laughs) It's like I'm not the only one. I might be the only one that's fucking scared, but I know there's somebody on the end of that chat that's going to be able to support me if I need it. (laughs) Exactly, that's it. And to be honest, it has been really good because, like, there's been bits where, like, my when I'm fucking scared, logic goes out the window and. There's been so many times where I've been sitting there going, I, I just don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. And people <laughs> in chat have kind of, like, they've sort of guided me, not necessarily yeah. spoiled it and told yeah, me yeah. what I was today. They sort of were giving you the um, Have you been down in this room yet? Yeah. And you'd wander down and you'd have a look about then you would uncover and stuff. Like, ah, they've right, been yeah. fantastic in that sense that they've not been ruined. backseat gaming, but um, a good sort of backseat gaming, not yeah. the ones ready to spoil it. Yeah, because that's not what I want. Like, I don't want, I don't want a walkthrough. I don't want you telling me. I want to still be 
having the adventure trying to find shit. I'd actually but the same thing you know, Outcast. Outlast, sorry. When I played Outlast, there was a few bits on it where it's like, where the fuck am I supposed to go? I don't want to move anywhere. I'm too scared to move. <laughs> and then people are like, oh, just try and maneuver that way and try and figure out from that way, have you been down this way yet? Or have you gone that way yet? And then it's like, you go down that way and you figure out another path and it's like, oh, it's that way. But then you get jump scared two seconds later. It's like, I'm not moving. <laughs> I'm not moving. Like you and got your, you like, your mouse and your hand chat <laughs> because uh, I had that a couple of times because there was there was one thing where you're in a room and there's like three spaces for photos and you have to put up the order of the photos to unlock a yeah. door, but you learn the pattern by in another room if you lifted off one of the seventy four photo frames off the wall there was a peephole but you looked through and it showed you what the photos were supposed to be. Yeah. So without knowing that information, like I was they gonna go and look through every fucking photo in that wall. Like, <laughs> yeah, if that was me, I'd have just been switching the photos around until I actually just accidentally got it right. <laughs> no, but there was three photo spaces and like seventeen different photos that could be. Fair enough. So you'd have been sitting there for a good solid yeah. fourteen hours trying to figure out the many combinations that could have been. So like those kind of like backseat gaming. Yeah, like that's all right in my eyes. Yeah, like, if you've got like only if it's kind of, like because I was like I don't know what I have to do here, and they were kind of well, why don't you? So it was less of like just being told. Like if I was sitting doing it and I was doing okay, and somebody yeah. was doing it, you'd be like, well, fuck off. But <laughs> I'm sitting there for twenty minutes just wandering around the same things. Just yeah. going, I don't know how to continue this story. So yeah, um, it is. It, 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 it when you got that little bit of help there. Definitely. Especially with a horror game as well, because you, yeah. you're so anticipating to go around the next corner or to go in that next door. It's like, I, 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 do, oh, I know I've got to open this fucking door, but what's going to be on the other side of this door? Because nothing was on the other side of the other door, so it's got to be this one. Then you open, there's <laughs> nothing there, and then you open a drawer, and it's like, oh, you fucking exactly. fall off your chair and shit. That's, yeah. that's massage. <laughs> yeah, so that's a... Seeing as how we're talking about streaming and, and gaming, uh... I want to I want to pose a couple questions to the both of you, Monster. What what's been the best part of uh, Twitch streaming for you? And like Chris, obviously you're new to it, but you can chime in as well. It's been a confidence booster and the support. I don't mean subs and bits, right. none of that. I mean the support of the people when I've had my down days or something that's quite not going my right on a game that's pissing me off and. People lift your spirits up and shit. That's to me is what streaming's about. Is when you've got that little community base, and no matter what you do or if you crap at a game, they're still there. And they're like, "Oh, go on, just keep going, keep trying. You're gonna get better." Do you know what I mean? It gives you that little motivation boost where I've never really had motivation in my life. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if it's depression that gives me no motivation, or as soon as that one thing goes wrong, it's like oh, I can't be bothered now. I don't even want to play it, but then when you get that confidence boost from people and you've got people saying nice things, it's like, I can do this. Fuck it, I'm doing this shit. Fucking, I'm getting this. And then, but that I'd probably say it's the, the love of the community that's been the best part of streaming for me. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Uh, to be honest, well, I've done three streams. So well, yeah, but your perspective. I've not really hit the highlight yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, I've been, I've, watched or i've been on twitch since 
or I say I've been on, like I've been on Twitch since like when it was just in TV. That's right. how long I've been on Twitch. But I've yeah. no became a proper viewer of Twitch until like July, August last year, mm. which is hilarious to think that I was on Twitch for two weeks when the streamer that I'd went on Twitch to watch uh, raided Titan Naughty, mm. who four Titan. days later raided Docs who a few days later raided Monster. So within like four weeks, I had been sent through. You got, the, part, you got like quite yeah. a few communities that you grew a part of. Exactly. Yeah. So Do you know like, what? That's what happened with me with Silver Studios. It's like, I wouldn't know Doc if it wasn't for Silver Studios. And I've run, I'd started playing Tarkov and I was just looking at Tarkov streamers and I'd come across him. And I was thinking about starting streaming and I'd seen him talk. I didn't say anything in his chat for a few days. I was just lurking. That's and I noticed him helping a lot of people. So I built up the confidence. So I was like, right, is there anything, can I ask you a question? He goes, yeah, go for it. Um, and he said to me there, he said, what, what are you thinking on doing? And after I said, like, I'm going to start streaming. What do you think I should do? I've got this rig, this internet. Because I knew nothing, like nothing at all. Mm. He's like, yeah, that'll be perfectly fine. Just go and do it. And... Just try it. Just go and do it and try it. You never know. I didn't have a camera, nothing. It was just an overlay and me playing Tarkov. That is it. And he ended up raiding me that first ever stream. And Docs will tell you Silver was pretty good. He was always having like 40, 20, 40, 30 viewers. And I just broke down crying. I, I didn't expect it at all because uh... the humbleness that hits you from when people, from like the, the connections that you make and the nice people that you meet and then like you did, Chris, where you met me, then you met Titan, then yeah. it, the connections that you get are real. And it's like Davlar as well. I met Davlar through Silver Studios. Um, Sean Trevor met him through Silver Studios. And the the best thing about it is I'm not part of like one Pacific game community. We're all different games yeah. where some might be Valorant, some might be Tarkov, some might be COD, Apex, tabletop games or just chatting. And they all, they've all accepted, not me, but do you know what I mean? They've accepted you for who yeah, you are. And they've, they've, they've accepted you. They don't like you. your shit. They've accepted yeah, you. At the end you know of the day, we're so. all gamers. So yeah. it's like, like, it doesn't matter what game you play. It's still the understanding that we've all, like, most of the time is the people that are on Twitch. I say the people that are on Twitch. The people that stream on Twitch, because there's a lot of Twitch chat that will know the same. Um... Everybody sort of came through similar paths to get yeah. to that stage. Like, the, there might be the odd few that have came through knowing that's what they wanted to do and they've had the, the energy and the confidence and that be able to just batter through. But mm -hmm. when it comes to the kind of... Like, for me, it was Docs and Titan that were just... Constantly, not so much in my ear. Like they never ever were like, "Oh, you should stream, you should stream, you should stream." No, but it was just there was just a constant kind of, "Oh, you would be good at it and stuff." Yeah, like that. yeah. And that, that was the that reason, does give I mean, you that confidence. So that's what you need if you haven't got it. Yeah, and it could and, push you, and you never know. You could be the next Tim the Tapman type thing. Do you know what I mean? You don't know until you try. So, and this is what I get. I get this a lot in the stream. People are like. How have you only been streaming this long and you're averaging like 10 to 20 people? It's like, for one, you've got to have some sort of reason, whether it's entertainment, good at a game, 
or you're just yeah. a genuinely nice person and people believe in what you're saying. Because, yeah. like, say I come into your stream, right? Or you're lurking in somebody's stream and you're just lurking for a bit. You're like, I'll check these out, see what they're like. And they're just playing on the game. Then as soon as somebody spends money, it's like, oh, hello, thank you. I do appreciate that. Thank you. You, you, do you know what I mean? You notice that fake shit. But when somebody's even talking, when you've got nobody there, you, like for me, you've got a rat site, there's a thousand people there, whether it's you or you've got a fa- Do you know what I mean? You've always got to be giving somebody something. Mm. Whether you're just chatting a load of fucking nonsense about the game that you're playing, as long as you're giving something to them to come back, whether it's you're sharing your life stories with their life stories or your gaming passion with their game. It doesn't even have to be gaming. It could be like fishing. Or yeah. car mechanic, it could be anything. As long as you're giving them some sort of reason to want to invest their time into you, that's what you need. If you haven't got that, you can't expect somebody to come and click that follow button because if yeah. you're watching a TV program and the first 10 minutes you're like, this is fucking boring, this. You're going to switch over. Twitch exactly. is exactly the same. If you're not got that entertainment... For that first five minutes when they've got off that advert, or if it wasn't an advert, thing like next streamer, I'll right. go to the next one. Yeah, you, you can't please everybody, but there's always going to be somebody that likes you for who you are. There's no point trying to be something you're not, and you exactly. can see it. Well, you you hit it. You made you made a great point. The both of you have like when it comes to streaming, like there's only a couple things you can do to maintain somebody's interest. You either you either got to be really good at the game. You have to either be so bad at a game it's hilarious, yeah. Or you have, or you have to That's have me. some, yeah, me too. Or you gotta have some, you gotta have some, some type of personality for mm-hmm. the person to latch onto. So, for me, I do so much weird shit on Twitch that like <laughs> video gaming is like a third, like not even a third of my content because. With me, I'm do I do like the podcast on Twitch. Join the dark, Rickus, before she goes bad one second. All right, no worries. I do uh, I do like the tabletop RPGs. I do podcasting. I do voice work, and then I do the just chatting. And like a lot of the times when people come in to my channel, they're like, "Oh, what are you doing tonight?" And and to me, that's that's a testament because ultimately, in my opinion, if you can get the people on Twitch to invest in you. And not necessarily the game or what you're doing. That means you'll build that genuine connection with them. So that's how yeah. that's how Definitely. I maintain a lot of my my viewership is through that that connection of my personality and my energy, not so much what I'm doing. And the other thing too is I I say this to a lot of people all the time. I look at Twitch. I look at myself as a Twitch streamer, sort of like the digital bartender. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is whatever I'm doing is the drink you're being served. And it's incumbent on me to know who you are, where you come from, and what story you shared with me so that when you could come in, I can say, oh, it's Chris. He's up in where he is, and he likes to do this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. So that when you come in, there's a sense of familiarity from me to you. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like we're boys or we're friends, but I know you, and I know your story, and I'm here to hang and, and, and give you my ear and whatnot. But then you make genuine yeah. connections like I have with you and I have with Chris. Like I've known Chris, what, six months, Chris? Yeah, something like that. I actually had you know just what the funny thing is, right? If I never knew none of you and I just randomly stumbled across your stream, you act like you've known each other for 10 years, that's 20 years. Or something like, do you know what I mean? And that's the good thing. That is yeah. a good thing to have because you don't normally get friendships that happen like that. Normally that takes years and years of building up, knowing each other, going through some shit, 
Do you know what I mean? To get that friendship, but you have got that instant connection, which Chemistry. is a good thing. Considering mm-hmm. you, you only met on Twitch six months ago, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, and we're we're already doing a podcast, and the podcast is doing gangbusters for where we're at. This this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Though, like used to together, even if you did co-streaming or some, if you could work some sort of way out like that, you both could kill it like that. Mm-hmm. I like a duet yeah. type thing. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it, but, it'd be amazing. But but even look at look at your case and and mine, monster. Like we've known each other like eight months. I've only known you like two yes, three months like longer. That. And like within the first two months, we were like, "Hey, man, what do you want to do?" And we started projects together. Like mm-hmm. I do, I do yeah. Marvin for you. So yeah, yeah. Like like we said, there's when you when you bounce through communities that are are genuine. Sorry, Hendo, I don't accept hyperlinks. You can send the link to Tim, and Tim will check it, and if it's good, Tim can post it for you. Um, but yeah, like, through the communities that we've all kind of bounced through, like, Monster, you you found Silver, who I do a shit ton of work for. I've known Drew for mm-hmm. almost two years now, and I, I voice his mascot. And I think, mm-hmm. you, I think you were telling me that you loved how... Yeah, uh, it was, do you know what it was? As soon as I come into it, I was there. I was probably there before even fucking Silver was most of the time. Just waiting for it to start streaming. And as soon as it come on, the bones dab straight away. Bones mm-hmm. dab straight away. I fucking loved it. Loved it, man. The best thing ever. And I was like, I said to him, I said, did you do all this? And he's like, no, there's a link in my thing there. And then I think that exact stream you come in. Yeah, I dropped I was in. Like, oh, there he is. That This is Dutch, right? So yeah, then I followed you from there. And yeah, we've been... Good friend since and never look back, mate. Never look back ever. It's it's been a journey. Put it that way. It's been a fucking journey, mate. Yeah, and, and I guess that speaks to like what we were talking about. The best part of Twitch is sort of that community aspect. If you can, mm-hmm. if you can build a genuine connection with a community, if you get genuine, real people, because everybody gets shit trolls all the time. Everybody gets trolls mm-hmm. coming in, mm-hmm. and the, yeah. we all know the trolls game. They try to get you to say something dumb, or they try to get you to. And I'm I'm gonna use Hendo as an example, even though Hendo wasn't doing anything wrong. They try to get you to they, they try to get you to post these, you know, look at these links on stream, and their whole mm-hmm. game is to catch you and, and yep. report you. Yeah, but Tim, you're a good kind of troll. We're talking about the shit posting trolls whose whole life is to get you like banned. So like, it's like I had someone actually come into my stream. That's Hendo. Hendo's that boss man. Um, just called he, he was trying to I think his name was, I'll put you on the list or something. So I greeted to him, like, hi, how you doing? Mm-hmm. How have you been? How's your days been? And he goes, show me your search history. If you don't, I'm going to put you on the list, like, meaning, uh, I don't really want to say the word, but, like, uh, the ban list or whatever. No, like, uh, oh, he was trying to blacklist the list type <laughs> thing. Oh. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And saying that I'd, I've been watching this, that, and the other. So I was like, how... How could you say I've got a three-year-old daughter? What, what do you mean? So we just ended up banning him out of the chat. I've had people yeah. come in my chat and say like a crackhead and all this shit, but it's very rare. It is very rare that does happen. I mean, it does just get banned straight away anyway because I'm not about that shit. I don't. But that, I, I guess that's the I question. Where fucking look? Is, is that the <laughs> is that the worst part of Twitch? Is the fucking gotcha trolls or what? What do you yep. think the worst part of Twitch is? The discoverability. I, I can deal with the trolls. Mm. For me, it's Twitch doing nothing for us, lowing, like nothing. This is what a lot of streamers don't understand. They'll, they'll think, oh, we'll just click this live button. I'm going to get viewers. Sorry to say, mate, 3% is streaming. The 97% is doing what we're doing now. Facts. Getting in the new communities. 
posting on your Twitter, your Discord, wherever the fuck you're posting. If you think pressing that live button's going to get your viewers, yeah, it might. But your growth is going to be so slow. If you want it as a business, if you're doing it for fun, just go and hit the live button. Go and right. fucking do it. But if you're trying to make some sort of branding or something out of it, you need to put time in. I have spent more time in other people's chats than they have my own. Yep. So. Yeah. yeah and then and then you see it, though, because people are like, this shit ain't working. This is crap, this streaming. I'm not getting no viewers. I'm, well, what are you doing to get viewers in? I'm streaming. Mm. Yeah. There's your first. There's your first mistake straight away. Yeah. Which, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I would agree. Uh, discover Unless you've got a big following somewhere else, you've got a slim chance of getting that following on Twitch. Unless but, you do it yourself. Yeah, but even then, like, discoverability is a problem because, and, and, and it's not necessarily Twitch's fault, but I think in some ways they could help it. Because yeah, you're right. If, if, like, if all you want to do is stream, just hit the live button. That's fine. But if you want to do, what we what we're doing right now building a brand and and trying to make let mm-hmm. let let let's be fair to everybody in chat all of us here except for chris when he streams is basically doing it for fun right now you and i monster this this is the business this is what we're doing mm-hmm. we're trying to make something out of this mm-hmm. and chris and i are trying to make the podcast into its own thing but like the the discoverability like there's so much time where i've had to be on twitter or i've had to be on instagram or i've had to be on discord or in other people's chats just trying to like get my name out there and then yeah. the whole chat etiquette too like i cannot stand people when they when they don't follow etiquette in chat like if you're a streamer in my opinion yeah. and you go to someone else's stream don't immediately be like hey i'm a streamer talk to yeah. them be a part of their mm-hmm. stream and then yep. let them be like well are you a you want to be a part st- of the community before you let them know what you're doing right because Do then you know you're just I mean? being, then you're just trying to poach like a bitch I, I know I've had that plenty of times, man. I still get it to this day Me from too. the same people, but because we're the influencer, if we start trying to put them on blast, all it takes for them is press that report button. Mm-hmm. Game over for us. So yeah, it's 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 very it's very much a tightrope to walk between being polite to chat. <laughs> I am a streamer. <laughs> Fuck you, end up. <laughs> but that, that's the thing is like the discoverability and and trying to figure out how to get your name out there. Uh, discoverability is five years too late. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean there, but I think I think that is I think that is a huge problem because knowing when to you know when to promote your stuff and knowing how to um, which leads into another question I have for you, Monster. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing when to to balance everything between on camera, off camera, and life stuff. That that right there. For me personally, that's that's a nightmare because not only am I working a forty-five hour a week day job, I stream upwards of thirty hours a week, and then I do thirty hours a week off camera. So like, you know, this is why I call you the legend because there's not many people that will do that. You're supporting a family, you're trying to make your Twitch work while running a job. I, I don't know how many kids you've got, but looking I... after your kids, your missus, the dog, you've still got to take that dog for a while. You've still got to look after them kids, make them kids, make sure them kids are safe got the clothes, the food in, the, the housing, mm-hmm. everything like that, do you know what I mean? As well as putting extra time in to be able to grow your Twitch and just to try and get one follow a day. Yep. Because for me, one thing, follow a day is a good thing. 
the good thing with Doc's butt is he's just a security guard, so it's well, like it's no difference. <laughs> like that really does not count. If, like, the shade today, the shade. <laughs> but I, d- I do get where you're coming from, though. For like my time management, my Joanne mm-hmm. will tell you I have sacrificed a lot. Like I don't work. Right. I, I just can't because Joanne works in the morning. I take my daughter to school, right. and by the time Joanne comes home, we've got to go and pick the daughter up. So I'd only have that little in that little four-hour gap where I'm on my own. I've got nobody when she's in school. So I could work that time, but then to me, it's like, if I go out and do a work, yeah, I might be getting money for it, but that four hours could be spent trying to grow my Twitch, mm-hmm. which I'm more passionate about than I am a nine-to-five, mm-hmm. where, do you want to tell you, I've spent... I'll show you how many fucking hours I've spent in this bastard chair. I had to buy a fucking cushion for it because it's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but I have spent many fucking hours, days, weeks in this fucking chair trying to enhance my stream, connect with people, Twitter, Discord, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, TikTok everything. I've tried anything and everything apart from embedding my stream. That's one thing I'll never fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> like putting it on like fucking Reddit or some shit, and you're getting like 150 fucking views every two seconds. Mm. Goes for, and but you've got two people in your fucking chat feed. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like that, that, that like it's not illegal or anything like that. But trying to do it legitimately is a lot harder. It's real interaction. What's up? Chris? I think it also does the help that. The market is very, very saturated. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. touching on what uh, Douglas said is in this day and age, there's so many uh, streamers now that see it that they want to be on the level of the likes of your Tim the Tap mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Because you see wanting... all these donations and it's like, yeah. I can do that. Oh, he's yeah. only playing they a game. Are... I can do that. <laughs> Mm-mm. They're seeing it themselves of if they started 10 years ago, there's a good chance they would be at that level. Mm-hmm. But they're mm-hmm. wanting to start now seeing that and be at that level, which is the how it works. I mean, yeah. there's there's the, the, the odd story that someone just happened to start streaming. One of their video went viral within a couple of months and they've just hit the high line. But mm-hmm. for other for most people that's not how it goes. And I think what the problem is, and we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, is people talk about Twitch as if it's this almighty god of work where you get paid to play video games and you go to parties, you get this, you get that. But nobody like talks about the shitty bottom of the The barrel stuff. Yeah, nobody talks about the actual dirty grinding that you've got to do when you're sat here. I could be going spending time with my family in there, but no, I'm sat here dedicating my time and my life to try and make this actually work. I might ask about, I genuinely don't care about the money. Like, I really don't, I don't have money. I've never have, and I probably never will in life. But do you know what I mean? For me to say, I've dedicated my, my whole existing to do this and then make it. Whether I've got 100 viewers and I'm still not getting paid at the end of the month, I don't care. Mm. I just want to be able to say, yeah, I made it as a streamer or something in gaming, whether it's developing a game, having ideas on it. I, don't, I wouldn't even care, just something in gaming I've always wanted to do. And that sparked from Black Ops 1 when, the, when I watched the first ever COD Champs on Black Ops 1 and I watched it streamed live. And it's like, I want to do this. 
whether it's competitive, making a game or streaming or something, I want to do it. I just never had the confidence or the appliances to do it at yeah. the time until now. Yeah. And like what like Chris, like what we've been talking about and what everybody uh like Darvelous media is a huge problem for us well cuz it yeah the the media perception and the and the general public perception of streamers is yeah. oh you're just playing video games to get paid. That is so that is so not that's not the reality. Like I can talk to a bunch of people and they'll be like, like what do you do? I'm like oh I'm a I'm an online entertainer. I do streaming on Twitch and they're like oh so what's that? And then you explain it to them, and they're like, oh, you just play video games. It's like, no. No, it's funny you say that. I've actually had, like, a few builders come around when they're fixing a boiler or, I don't know, something wrong with the house, and they see the setup as soon as you walk through the door. Are you doing YouTube? No. <laughs> I do Twitch. I do Twitch, and they're like, oh, that's pretty good, Dad. You know, I've had a few people, and it's like, keep going. I've had, like, a few yeah. friends. Oh, actually, come to think of it, why run the fucking podcast? I make sure no <laughs> nipples slip out. But if any of you are watching... <laughs> Bye. There it is. <laughs> but that, there what a shameless plug. <laughs> shameless plug. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yourself. That's Doxy's merch, by the way. But <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, that's 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 a great. Uh, that that's not only a great plug, and I love you for it. But that's another thing with streaming. What you do here is you gotta fucking have a brand. You gotta What's spend that? time with merch. Like mm -hmm. I spend. I'll show you. Open up this I spend so much time. Speaking of merch, I spend so much time. Yeah, that's dope. I love that too. <laughs> it's self promotion. You just uh, you no, that, that was, that, that, was studios, that was. No, that was my, silver. My that was silver. That's somewhere in the draw. <laughs> but that's the thing is like um, you, I spend so many so much time sitting and thinking about the brand, about what the next design is, what the next overlay design is. What the next uh, emote design is. I've actually just is. changed my overlays. I've changed my <laughs> overlays more than changed my boxes. But, but, <laughs> but then I also, after I get an idea, I have to interview artists, like, on Fiverr or through Twitter. It's like, mm -hmm. and then it's like, I do, I, I, I've literally, the new t-shirt design I'm working on, I have talked to, like, 40 different artists, and it's like, are, are you shitting me? Like, just mm -hmm. that alone, just that alone has been hours of time off camera. Like for me, uh, this is how obsessed I am with this, what I'm doing right now. Joanne will tell you, from the minute I wake up to the moment I am going, even in my dreams, I'm still thinking about it. What can I do to make it more entertaining? What can I do to make somebody give them a reason to want to come back? Mm -hmm. And that's where the Bean Boozles come from. The California Reaper came from. Waxing my leg. I've even still got wax strips here. <laughs> that if anyone said to me, if you got anything that you you want to do, I've got six wax strips under here still. Right. But yeah, I've got wax strips. Name your I just want to personally apologize for your being boozled in Carolina Reaper because I'm pretty sure I, I funded a good 30 or between 50 and 70% of that. <laughs> Mate, have you even still got some there? Oh, uh uh. No. <laughs> How much? So I gotta, I gotta. How much to eat one of them on this podcast? Oh God, there ain't enough to get him to eat one on this podcast. He'd be dead. We got, we got to have a podcast to go. Hundred pounds, and that's what it costs to do this last. Time. <laughs> oh, mate, you know what the worst thing was? Mm. The taste. Yeah. They don't taste nice. No. And then the heat. <laughs> 
They do not good. They smell oh, like I'm shaking now. I think I'm gonna eat them. You're right, they smell like death. <laughs> like the, the bad, the, the the bad, the worst thing I've ever eaten in my life. Yeah, I'd do it again. It's entertainment. Do you know what I mean? You've always got to have mm. that something, whether it's someone, even if it's just a channel pint, it's nothing to do with money. You could, mm. do you know, anything, anything. Yeah. And I've got plenty of stuff here that I've had from streaming when I've done great. I've even stuck. This is still full of fucking flour from when I did, when I was pieing myself in the face, flour bombing myself, egging myself. It's, there's always, you've always got to have that little edge over everybody else. But the, the thing that makes me laugh is when people, I don't mind people taking ideas and making it into their own, but then people take your full idea, try doing it, it doesn't succeed, but then they're moaning at you. Yeah. So here's a question. What, where's the line? Like we say we try to do stuff to make people come back. Like we, we think of ideas like with me, I try to provide value to the channel through rewards and, and that's what I mean. And that's your, your but, but where's the line it. though? Like where do you draw the line trying to get somebody? Because I've seen I've seen some younger streamers do some really fucking stupid shit, and I'm like, if you got to go to that extreme, is is it really worth it? it? Yeah, this is not your forte. If you yeah, have like, to jump off buildings and break oh, your legs to get people to come back, like my line is horror games. I've hit my line. That's it. That's as far through as I'm going, yeah, and I'm doing it for free, like a stupid fucking idiot. That's one, that's another type of entertainment where you <laughs> watching somebody get fear for the, the life, mm-hmm. even though they're only playing a game, is entertainment to people, where, for me, seeing people suffer, for me, though, the, the probably the the worst I'd go for is, like, shaving my beard off or something. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the, the end line for me. Because he's told me fucking 20, 29, 28. I don't know. I'm fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> two weeks, bro. Two weeks. To grow this. And if someone yeah, says to me, I'll give you £100 now, you shave it off. It's like, well, I don't have £100. Give me the fucking clippers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think so, it's as well. Like, there's a couple of streamers that I've went across. Um, and they've got, like, channel points. But it's like, shave their beard off. And it's like... 500,000 mm-hmm. channel points that right. means you have to have been there for a mm-hmm. good year and collected yeah. all your points to be able to do it. Like, that's the kind of level where yeah, you go. I would say the line has to be that I would you say can still yeah. happily go in with it. If it's going to cause you like discomfort, not in a physical way, but yeah. discomfort mentally where you start questioning where you can go back on stream, I think mm-hmm. that's where, like, everybody's line is different, like... Yeah, definitely. I definitely. think that's what you have to go, because at the same time, as much as you want to be entertaining, you want to have that sort of chat involvement, at the same time, you don't want your life or anything, your decisions to be... I'd probably say that is a, a big factor in it, definitely. By... As long as you're comfortable and happy with the outcome, yeah. and you're not going to be too self-conscious on whatever it may be, I could probably get my leg out, it's still fucking bald from when I did my birthday stream. What? I've still got bald bits. It is. It's totally bald. Look. Still bald, but I don't mind it. It was fun. I had the, my birth. That was the best birthday I've ever had in my whole life, ever. And it was my first birthday on stream. So as long as you're, you're happy with what your outcome is, whether it's you've shaved your beard off or you've gone like a complete full egg, uh, all hair removed, even eyebrows, mm. as long as you're happy with the outcome... That's the main thing, but if you're going to be self-conscious afterwards, I'd cut the line there, and it's like, nah, fuck, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah, as long as you're happy and it's having that community though to start that type of stuff. Because if you haven't really got a community to start with, you pretty much got it there for no reason. You're going to set yourself up for disappointment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where... Why I've always said when I said that in we're streaming, we're talking about things like as much as I'm not a streamer, I would never consider myself a streamer. Um, no, because I think it's a a, a, a shitty. You are now. You're part of the family now, bro. But... You've had three streams. There's the start. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my take always was that your first and foremost thing has to be your content. Like I know mm-hmm. overlays and the out like oh, all yeah, that kind no. of stuff is important, yeah. but what good is spending 150 quid on overweight lays and artwork and that, going and getting all these challenges and stuff sorted up. If I walk into your stream and I'm not enjoying what's on stream, I'm not going to sit and watch yeah, you definitely. eat bamboozled and, and go, like, I'd, I've never walked into a stream and go, fuck, his camera looks fantastic. I've <laughs> never done that, like, personally. There like, for me, I'd probably take audio. If the audio's bad, I can't sit and listen yeah. to that, but... Cameras, overlays, fucking, all these yeah. big fancy fucking images that come up on your screen when you press a certain button or a fart noise. Yeah, it's funny, yeah, it might appeal to some people, but that doesn't define you. That's not making right. you be a good streamer. What makes you being a good streamer is whether you're going to entertain the people, you're going to give them people, whether it's a safe haven mental health-wise or you share like a same type of interest or a love for something, then people are going to come and enjoy your streams because they know you like this, that, that, and this. They know more about you than probably you do yourself because yeah. you've told them, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the tricky things for me because um, a, a lot of people that I deal with on Twitch are like, you don't do the normal Twitch stuff because for my content is very much all over the place. And uh, like we were saying earlier, not a lot of it is gaming. Like I do the RPGs, and then I do a lot of uh, I do a lot of voice work on stream, and I have a lot of weird, uh, weird stuff. I do like cooking battles with my daughter. So like, if you if you look at if you look at me as like a streamer, I don't my my content isn't in that typical streamer genre where it's dominated by like AAA gaming and like first person mm-hmm. shooters. So for somebody like me, my growth is naturally slower because mm-hmm. I'm so out in left field where mm-hmm. like you have to really go looking <laughs> kind of stumble yeah. across my it's site like sometimes. People don't really search for because they're mm-hmm. always one card or they want your Apexes and your fucking League of Legends and Valorants. And I do a lot well, of I shit too. Apex a lot, but I've only started going and playing AAA games again because of the fact of... I've got that little community base now, so it's going to edge me up that list a little bit better mm-hmm. than the people on nothing against it, but two, three viewers. They're going to be right down at the bottom, and people have got to scroll up 75,000 times just to find you, if they find you. Whereas if you go and play a smaller game, not like something that's completely got like fucking three streamers in it, but it's got like, I don't know, 100 streamers in it, and it's got 400 viewers, you've got more chance of being found on there than what you do. Yeah playing a big AAA game, which is every, a, a lot of small streamers downfall, that, oh, I'm going to go and stream Warzone, and I'm going to be the next big Warzone streamer. Yeah, that's potentially true. Right. But you need to build that foundation to then grow that foundation to a fucking building, an empire. If you haven't got that foundation, it's just going to sink. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, 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 go ahead. I was, from what I've heard and seen with Twitch is if you come into Twitch with the with an expectation, you're setting yourself up for disappointment because, oh, like you oh. said, you go into like, uh, like even like I'm just chatting. chatting. That has like what three hundred thousand yeah. viewers on it, and then like Call of Duty or Apex and that you're talking like sixty, seventy thousand. Yep. GTA is getting quite a lot yeah, recently because was not of that. Stream is streaming yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think what the problem is is you see that and you're thinking like it's an oversaturated market. Everybody's playing it. You're not going to get seen. But at the same time, if you go into one of the smaller sections, like a, a game that's not being played as much. There's a reason why only 400 people are watching that is because everybody else is away watching that. I think the problem with likes of Twitch and that these days is that too many people are already... They've always set it stone in it that they're going to be the next big big thing on this game. Oh, when yeah. There's already, there's already somebody at that top spot and they're there for that's... that reason. I think that's what it is, is that you've already got these people that are... And it's money-motivated. They are well, on the top well, spot. Everybody's away watching the top spot. With mm-hmm. Like, 10 years ago, there was more people that would jump about, but now people go on because they want to watch the one streamer at the one time playing one game because yep. they have it on in the background, they have studying, they're doing this, or doing that. So I think we've hit a point where if you're trying to be on Twitch to work for Twitch and do this as a job, it's 40, 50, 60 times harder to make it work. It is. It than really what is. it was 10 years ago. Yeah. And that's I've seen how it I like, see it. You see it as well. It's it's like trying to sort start any sort of business, whether it's a shop, I don't know, a fucking a IT business. If you don't get your name out there first before putting your business out there and people don't know about you because you're just another name in a hat with a million other names yeah. and for that one person to pull your name out it's going to be fucking very rare so you need to it's like if you have a row of shops and they're all selling the same thing and you're in the middle and you're selling that one thing in the shop that's different to everybody else's you're more likely to get that click than you are the people that are doing the same shit yeah. Or copying this person or that person. There's nothing wrong with copying people, but just change it up just to make it your own. Yep. Whether it's innovate on it. That's what I mean. You've got to innovate to escalate. Do you know what I mean? Mm, if you don't yeah. innovate, you're not gonna escalate. It's, you're just gonna be still fucking flatlining at the bottom because you're doing the same as every fucker else. So, so here's the question. You talk about doing something different. Here's a mm-hmm. here's a question. Where did where does your name come from, Monster? Because we we talk about branding and we talk about we talk about identity on Twitch. What like like no where, like when I first started when I first got my my first ever online gamer tag it was Amonta nineteen because my because I'm dyslexic I can't read I spelled <laughs> it wrong and Billa let me get to fifth prestige on Black Ops one and goes you do know your name spelt wrong don't you I know it's not what do you mean yeah it was spelt fucking wrong so then it went to a monster nineteen. I wasn't even 19, I think I was 16. I don't, I don't know where the 19 come from. And then it was because anytime anybody see me or the year the can opened, they're like, oh, he's on a monster again. I used to drink seven, eight of them a day mm-hmm. back, back in the day. I still drink them now, obviously, and I was addicted to them. I loved the black and green. That's why everything on my channel is always black and green. Joker's 
green and purple, but right. he's got green on him, so I like him. It's just always been the brand for me. It's just black and green. Yeah. I just love them two colours together, and I've always loved it since, I think it was PS2. There was a game called FIFA Street. And you used Ooh, to be able FIFA to customize your kit. I played FIFA Street. I love that game. Yeah, yeah you had to customize your kit, and my kit was always black and green, or uh, green and metal gray, because I just always thought the colors popped mm-hmm. together. It looked really nice. So, Monster was green and black. I loved the drink. So, it started off as a monster, and then as I got older, it was like, yeah, I need to sort of change this a little bit. I'm from the UK. There was no clans or anything like that on COD with UKs in it that I knew of. So I just put it as that, and then I started making my own clan, nice. which was which one was it? We had two. We had oh, it was Ultra. We had I think it was, and then because I was Ultra Monster, and we had loads of trick shotting stuff on Modern Warfare Two back in the day, and yeah, there was times where we was gaming, and we only I only used to snipe, as you know, you've seen me fucking mm-hmm. snipe on cards. Imagine me when I was a sixteen year old and about seventeen monsters and wide out my face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mate, we we used to make people leave. Nobody wanted to play us. Mm. Nobody had played us. As soon as the scene was coming, they had gone. It right. it was getting to the point where nobody wanted to play us anymore. It was a bit of a pain in the ass. So that's sort of where Monster come from as well. Nice. So, so yeah. do you, do you think you'll ever rebrand at all? I would, but I don't know where I'd want to take it. I could use my real name, right? But. There's a few complications with using your real name. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, 100%. So, it's if I did ever get to the point where I'm publicly known and people know my face, I'm going to get people coming out the fucking woodwork trying to get their hand in my pocket type shit. Do you know what I mean? And it, I, I don't fuck with people like that. Like, it's like, where was you when I was struggling trying to get myself from the fucking the pits of hell? to the fucking gates of Jesus up there somewhere, do you know what I mean? Now, because I've got a little bit of money and I've got... I'm starting to make something of my life. I don't think coming out the fucking woodwork, mate. I'd rather come and give fucking people that come and give... Like, people in my stream have said, if I ever make it big, the first thing I'm going to do is sort them two amazing people out there that have helped me through fucking the worst parts of my life and the people on my stream. Anything they needed, I'd give it to them because... If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have carried on streaming. I wouldn't have the confidence I've got now. And I wouldn't be in the mental state I am now if it wasn't for people like you and coming by and chilling, chatting, giving me more confidence to keep taking myself out of my comfort zone with the, yeah. the bean boozles and burning my mouth and my stomach to death. And <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's an all, for me, it's all to do with my head because I'm I'm in a constant fight with myself in my brain thinking that I'm never going to be good enough to do this that and the other and it's just the way I've always been whether it's I could wake up one morning and I'll be perfectly happy and then all of a sudden I'm having a battle in my brain where should I stream today is anybody going to turn up am I going to am I going to keep them entertained are they just going to fuck off as soon as they get here because I'm boring and it's a constant fight, always. Yeah, always I, I, I want to jump in. I would agree with that statement. Like, the mental the mental agony, or not the agony, but the, the mental, the second guessing that you go through. <laughs> like, you have constant. a say you have a great stream one night, and you, you, you hit numbers you've never hit before. The next day, you're like, are they going to come back? 
What did I do differently that made that stream better than that one? Can I replicate what I did there? Do I need to replicate that there? Fuck, is yep. anybody going to show up? Do I even need to hit the button today? What the fuck is the point? Like, I think, mm -hmm. I think that's it a was, common, I think that's even a common fear. Wanted probably tell you on this one there's been there's been load like even when i know when i've looked at my analytics and i've been the numbers are low and i've had a fun time because the first five months i always had my view account right and i've watched oh it go god up, i go never down, run view and go down and then it was like you'd see it on the stream it'd be like i'm dead happy at one minute and as soon as that dropped down it like, fuck. then I'm, 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 my mood had changed so now I don't have it on, nope, and um, the streams have been way better, whether there's somebody there or not. I'm just yeah. fortunate enough to have people come back. I don't know why my voice is annoying, but <laughs> people still come back, do you know what I mean? So now it's a lot we'll of the time I go in, like, Joanna, I don't know if uh, this is going to work. I don't, I don't know. It's I'm putting all this time in, going, doing this, that, and the other, trying to do this, and it's still small growth. Like, I know of... I've got quite a few followers and shit, but followers don't necessarily mean viewers. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather yeah. have the viewers oh, yeah. than the followers. Because for me, the interaction and people telling you, oh, you could do this or you could try that or try and do this or change this or do that. This is too loud or that's too quiet. It's because you can't do it all on your own. You need mm -hmm. that little bit of a team there with your own family to help. But to be fair, I have probably had more support of random people on the internet I've never met in my life than I have of my home family. Yep. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, I don't mean like Joanna, and, like she's my family, but right. I mean like actual family that I know have the access to be able to go on a Twitch and just throw the phone on the side while I'm streaming for three hours. They just don't do it. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. I'm not bothered. People have got the shit to do that they don't want to do. They don't have to do it, but just to have that little yeah. bit of a a boost at the beginning where I'll put you a little bit higher on that fucking view count mm. might potentially bring somebody in and they might like your content, which therefore might bring them back again. Because if you're always down at the low at the bottoms, it's so hard for people to find you. Mm. It's, it's a, it can be a proper kick in the dick and it's like, the fuck am I doing all this for? But then when you do get them streams where it's people are chatting and, I don't know, the fucking having a laugh with you, taking the piss out of you a little bit. Uh -huh. They're dead, the streams. Or even having heart-to-hearts. I've had so many, like, deep conversations on my stream with people that have been having a shit day or they just wanted somebody to speak to. And then they've sent me a message afterwards saying, thank you for the talk, it's really helped me. I'm going to yeah. try and do this, that, and the other. Because yeah. for me, if you're not happy with yourself, how do you expect anybody else to be happy with you, with what you're doing? Because if you're not happy with yourself, people are going to clock onto that. People can see through that shit. Mm -hmm. People can see when you're trying to put too much into it to yeah. get... Do you know what I mean? People can see when you're trying to do too much when you're not really... That's genuine. not you. Yeah, when you're not genuine. Chris, what, yeah. do you, what do you think? Jump in. You've been quiet for a bit. Oh, I've, <laughs> just, I've just been sorting everything up. Um, but, no, I think I would have to agree because... It's the same, like like you were saying, like so. It can be something as I wouldn't say strange, but something like they do always seem to know. Like people always know. That's why it, I wouldn't say it annoys me, but like I put up a post on Twitter a couple of days uh, ago um, about a UK football player that had taken his own life mm -hmm. at thirty-two years old, I um, saw that. and it kind of spurred me in the fact that 
for years and years and years we've been talking about how like especially in men suicide rates are so so high because yep. mm-hmm. men have been brought up that you can't show emotion if you show emotion you're just a woman being a man and it's like, well, it type, why yeah. are we denigrating women like why why do we, women get like insulted in this because men are, are like taking their own lives and i made the point of if anybody on my twitter like are struggling with anything talk and yep. like you said like people come into your That's stream if, if, you're, if you are knowing a, a, a good mindset they'll notice and it's like well if people are noticing why are more people not asking questions why are more people because not because people like, find it easier to just walk away than they do to actually speak to somebody because they think oh it's not my fucking problem that's their problem type there's a lot of people like that where they're only in shit for themselves which is a good thing in some situations but when you genuinely see somebody and you know they're not all healthy up here because a healthy mind is a healthy body because if your mind's in the right place you're going to be able to look after yourself where if you can't look after yourself and you're in that state of where you don't want to shower anymore you don't want to get out of bed you don't want to speak and when you do speak, it's just like, it's like you're naughty all the time. You're just picking at everything that everybody does. It's it's not a good thing because I, I've been in that situation where I've, I've had suicidal thoughts, right. but I know I couldn't pull myself to do it because I've had people in my family, well, one person in my family who has took his life due to, like, stuff that he's seen and because he was in the army and right. family were taking the piss and shit like that and he did end up taking his own life no intoxication not just did it straight off his own back clear-headed gone just gone and it yeah. was that was a bad thing to like it wasn't a close family member but he was still a family member and i think I don't know if you'd call it PTSD, but I think I've had some sort of thing like that embedded in me my whole life because through the day, I'm perfectly fine. But as soon as it comes to nighttime, I've got my headset on a lot of the time, so I don't hear it. But if I didn't have my headset on and I heard like, it could even be a can just rolling down the street, my heart's like this and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then when I ended up asking my nana what had happened to me, like why I got, why she got custody on me, she went, I need to go in the loft and get you some. And she got me all the court papers, this, that, and the other, read them. And I found out what had happened in my life. And now it's like, now it's all yeah. starting to make sense. So for me, when I don't even really go out my house anymore. Like it's got to, like, I'm not depressed or anything like that anymore. Well, I do on my days, but I'm on a work in progress. I'm more 80 to 20% better than I was before I started streaming because I was like yeah. 20% good, 80% bad, like bad. And it was one of them things where I wouldn't speak to nobody. I wouldn't tell anybody nothing. It was like, what's the matter with you? I just can't be asked. I just can't be asked. Didn't want to get out of bed. Didn't want to speak. And then I ended up, like, I did smoke a lot of cannabis and all that shit. That wasn't obviously helping, but I thought it was complete. I've, I touch it every now and again, socialing and shit like right. that. But I, I'm not on it all day, every day, spending dough on it all the time, where now my head's clearer. I can speak to Joanne about stuff, unless I'm, I genuinely don't know why I feel bad down that day. Because sometimes you wake up, you've got no motivation, you're just angry, and it's like, what the fuck, what's wrong? Why? Why am I angry? What's wrong with me? And Joanne, 
she's been through some shit with me. I'm telling, like, I've not, like, done anything to work or anything right. like that, but just my moods alone obviously affect other people around you. It's not just yourself you're affecting. You're affecting other people, but they love you that much. They're going to stay there and try and help you no matter what. Because I've got to, I've even said it to John, it's like, I don't want to live anymore. Like, I really don't. It, it just seems like everything I'm trying to do, something's always like, nope, get the fuck back over here. What are you going over there for? You're meant to be here type shit. And you could have 40 people around you trying to help you, and you could still be the loneliest motherfucker in that room. Do you know what I mean? It, it doesn't matter how many people you've got trying to help you. You could still be that loneliest person ever. And it's yeah. a silent fucking thing. Because with depression, you can't feel it. You can't taste it. You can't work it out. It's just there. Comes, then it's gone. It comes, then it's there. Yeah. And it's... It's the silence of it. It's the mm-hmm. it's the fact that you, you, the people that have it, like I've 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 struggled it, with it for a, a good number of years as well. And the way I kind of chalked it up to it is, a lot of people didn't know I struggled as much as I did mm-hmm. because dealing with it myself, I knew how shitty it was, and. I would try so hard to make sure the people around me didn't feel the same way I was feeling. Mm-hmm. So on the Putting outside, on the I got really, really, really good at hiding that shit. That was and the same for me, that. It wasn't until the last maybe two years and without Mine, getting and in the last, like, or anything like that. And 11 um, months, Yeah, well, my one kind of thing, and, and no getting soppy, but it was the Hendo and chat. That's the guy I work with. Yeah. It's over the last two years, a year and a half, of knowing him that I've been a lot more open, open and talking and sharing how and th- like I've I've shared with with Ross quite a few things in what I'm feeling in a, a yeah. certain moment. And Ross has been the type of guy to kind of go right, get your shoes on. I'll be over in twenty minutes. We're going to mm-hmm. drive. And yeah, he'll just yeah. take me out for a few hours, just driving about. Don't even have Chatting. to talk about what's oh, been bothering, about, but yeah. just out there. And yeah. I think that, like, it's hard to find me because no everybody will have somebody in their life like that. Yeah, no, definitely the, not. Definitely not. That's a good thing. That the thing that I would like say, that. the thing that I would say is there are people out there. If you. You're willing to push yourself out just that wee, but I know it's a difficult. I've been there, I've done that. It's a difficult thing to just push that boat out that wee bit. Mm-hmm. That the, the hardest part of depression is ask or is admitting and asking for help. And yeah. once you get it that point, is. you realize just how fucking stupid you've been not asking for help in the, the start. Yet. Like, yep. all you've needed is just put out your hand because I, I can promise, and anybody in chat, anybody that listens to this later on, I can absolutely guarantee and promise you if you put out your hand for it's help, somebody that's gonna grab there's it. somebody that's going to grab it the other side. There's yep. always somebody. See, for me, it was it was like I told you, and that I've, I know that I, there's something not right. I don't know if it's depression, if it's PTSD, if it's anxiety. Bipolar, I don't know what it was because at one minute, in any moment in time, I could just switch and I'd be angry and just, Impulsive even still disorder. now, I cannot get out of bed. 
Like I'm still up at like half seven, eight o'clock in the morning, but I'm awake at six and I physically can't get myself out of bed. It's like I want to get out, but it's like I don't, I can't move. I just can't move. It's not because I'm lazy. It's not because I'm bone idle and I, I don't want to get out of bed. No, nobody wants to get out of bed, but it, <laughs> I genuinely can't get out of bed most mornings. I have to have a fucking fight with myself. Like, come on, get the fuck up. It's like I'm just, I'm not even asleep. I'm just there and I just physically can't move. And then um, Joanne said to me, go and speak to your doctor. And this was my mindset on it. I said, why the fuck would I go and speak to my doctor he doesn't know me. He doesn't know anything I've been through. I don't even know what the fuck I've been through because this was before I got all the paperwork. Right. Why am I going to go and speak to him? You know more about me than my doctor because my doc- my medical history is low. I don't... If I get ill, I stay at home. I just let my body fight it myself. I've very rarely been to hospital or anything like that. So I, it was just this one day I ended up proper breaking down and telling Joanne that I think it's because of this, this, and this. But I'm pretty sure my nana's got these. She's got something. So I rang my nana up. I was like, Nin, do you know why I'm feeling like this? I told her that I was smoking weed and told her everything. My nana and my granddad come around and they, they were sat there talking to me and shit. I ended up breaking down and telling them, breaking down every single little detail. And it was only until she went, right, I'll have to get your uncle to go in the loft, get these paperwork, because we kept it for whenever you wanted to. We wasn't going to tell you until you asked. Yeah, which I thought to myself, yeah, that's a good thing, but I'm I'm 28, 29, well, 27, 28. I'm clearly old enough. You could have at least said something, right? Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not, but I'm I wouldn't take nothing out of them. They've been, if it wasn't, oh, that's a, I've actually got a picture of them. If it wasn't for these two people right here, right now, I wouldn't be on this planet. Put it that way. I'm telling you now, they took me on at 16 months old. Them two there, they're still, they're still living and not dead. But there's my nana and my granddad. Oh, that's awesome. Do you know what I mean? Them, them two there, I've been my mum, my dad, brothers, ed, everything and everything. They had taught me the manners to always just treat women with respect. I've never hit a woman in my life, never thought of it. If I, if I would have gone from my mum and my dad's side, it would be a whole fucking different story. I wouldn't be the human I am today. Yeah. But just the experiences from past life is what's made. This is what parents don't realise. If you're telling your kid to shut up crying, stop doing this, stop doing that, it's going to affect them in the, in the, the longer run because they yeah. think it's a wrong thing to do. Crying is not a wrong thing to do. Crying is letting out the shit that's been building up inside you for this whole yeah. amount of time. That's the whole reason why you cry. Yeah, you Unless you've just been more. found guilty and you're just fucking trying to put a sub story on. Unless you're one of them <laughs> right. people. But do you know what I mean? It's... Please speak to people, no matter yes. how daft or fucking stupid you think the situation is. That situation will escalate if yeah. you don't speak to people. Because I found what I found out what happened to me in the past was what cleared my head a bit and what started me on that path. Because it's like, I can't fucking do nothing. I was only 13 months old. That's not my fault. But now I've got still vivid memories of what happened. They're the things that are causing this depression, anxiety, yeah. and not wanting to do certain things. It's that that started it. So now I know I can't physically change that. It wasn't my fault. I know I can sort of move forward. I'm not going to be 100%, but that's where I started getting to the 80% and 20% bad. And it's been a hell of a lot better. And then I started streaming, started meeting amazing people like you lot and the regulars that come by the stream. 
Yeah, it, and now I'm like ninety percent better. Isn't one of the things that you notice that once you do start talking to somebody, you notice that everybody has damage? Yeah. Hundred percent. For a long time, whether if it's from minor to major, everybody's got something that's happened, no matter what it is. Yeah. Even now, we all went through twenty twenty. We've all seen some (laughs) shit. Exactly, (laughs) mate. Exactly. Yeah, and and I think that's I think that's a big I think that's a big thing, and I I know we got to come to the happy ending here shortly because we're running out of time with you, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to I don't want to cut this short. I think I think one of the major reasons that it's everything is the way it is is. Because we think that our story is so horrible that nobody could possibly understand it, right? Nobody mm-hmm. could nobody mm-hmm. could understand the, the shit that we went through individually. But the minute you mm-hmm. open up to like somebody like Joanne or like Bernadette or like your friend Ross or or mm-hmm. like my even my friends growing up, my, my friends Mr. Vacuum and Gengro Girl, they're they're people who support the channel. I've known I've known Vacuum for twenty four years and like I've went through a divorce with him. I I went through, yeah, you know, just shit. And the whole time he's like, "Let's go, put your shoes on, let's go." Or yep. even with Bernadette. Now I've been with Bernadette almost ten years. It'll be ten years in September. We've been through, huh? we've been through her damage. We've been through our kids' damage. We've been through our damage separately and yep. together. And the one thing you find, if you have the courage to reach out, is that one. You're not the only broken one there. Nope. Two, mm. people are going to actually give a shit if you're honest and true about opening up. And three, there are assholes you know, everywhere, like but the thing is though, assholes like, are outnumbered by good people. I think a lot of it, though, is because we're obviously internet people. Mm-hmm. It's the trolls that I think stop people from... Whether you're posting it on Twitter to say, yo, I need somebody to speak to... Just somebody's gonna reach out to you, but you're always gonna get that fucking asshole what you're attention seeking for. But they're nobodies. They right. are you know what I mean? We know yeah, that's what I mean. The, the and I think be with the internet, that's why people there. don't do it on the internet as much because people think you're trying to get sympathy. You're trying to get the sympathy vote. No, I genuinely need fucking help. <laughs> what, what you have to remember, but is those people like the people that are trolls in that. There's a good chance that they're putting out because they're in the same position of they're not getting the love and attention that yeah. they require. So, mm-hmm. like I've I've dealt with people like that, not necessarily on the internet, but just in general life where it's like, and I've literally just like spoke to them and kind of had the well, let let's let's unravel this onion. What why are you like what is that? And it's always the same of oh um. It's just I'm just I just want to enjoy. I'm just having fun. As I, like, but why is the 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 hatred of others and the pain of others and your family? And it turns out that that they've maybe had a bad childhood. Maybe their parent used to beat them as they were growing mm-hmm. up. They maybe they didn't have parents. Maybe this. Maybe for the first twenty years of their life they went through it, yeah. and they've just kind of had that. It's the wrong break of well. They went, they done this to me, and they seem to have turned it okay. So maybe that's how it is. So yeah. like, there's a lot of things that you can't really blame. Like there is people on the uh, online, and that are just downright like, sorry for Americans, cunts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is what it is. If they are, they are. That's that's facts. Yeah. But at the same time, so many of them are just misunderstood people. 
that yeah. have a backstory that maybe that's them crying out for help as well yeah. in their own, yeah, own yeah. weird way. So that's the, the that's the difficult balance that you have to think. It's, yeah. it's trying to decipher whether just a prick that's been a dick or mm-hmm. they're Definitely. like they're in a similar boat where they're just they've seen you reaching out and they've kinda like they've went through the same thing of it's only women that show emotions throughout their life where like like they, that's just what they've been trained into, which mm-hmm. isn't right. And like Docs was saying, it's like he's got people in his life that he, he's went through. But uh, the likes of like Hendel was there when I went through the darkest moment in my fucking existence. While he went through his own breakup, he mm-hmm. was still there making yep. sure that my that's how you know when you've got like was... a, that's true friends that because oh Ross is actually you know what I mean it, it's, that that's a that's how you know when to keep your your friends close at them times in life. Because if you reach out to friends, you could reach out to 30-year-old friends if you had 30 friends. And if none of them got back to you, and it's like, now I know who the fuck yeah. my friends are. At least you know now, to the amount of people that you reached out to, if yeah. he's the only one that reached out, it's like, yeah, at least I know now. the crazy thing is similar with Docs, and where we're being Docs, like, I met Ross two or three months before that. Mm-hmm. Like it that's was just crazy, started then. working yeah, together, that's good, that's and crazy, within those three months, he was he's the, I mean, he's the only person that I actually talked to and still talk to from that part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that was only two or three months into your friendship where that shit went down in my life, and oh. he like like credit to him, he stepped the fuck up and just even though he like I, I imagine he had no fucking idea what he was supposed to say do. That's yeah. what I mean, no, that's that's it was like still the person there, on the other end. As long that's all you need is that person whether they don't have to speak. As long as it's a physical presence that you know yeah. is listening to you. And so and it's like even if they just give you a quick hug and it's like, yo, bro, I can feel everything you're going through. You're not alone on this. People have been through this too. That's all it could possibly take for you to be like, shit, I might not yeah. actually be the only one that's I'm not broken. There's other people that are going through the same shit as me. I just needed yeah. to let it out. Having that one person, two people, thousand people, whatever you've got, to just say to you, you, you just need to realise there's people around you that are going to help yeah. you. I will listen to you. But some people still don't have that, and I think that's a bit of a shame. And that's why I've always said, even on my Twitter, my, my Twitch, my Discord's always open. My Twitter's always open. I've even got mental health awareness things on my on my Twitter for people to click on, and there's helplines that they can go and ring if they don't if they feel like they need to. Because when you're in your darkest moment, mm. and people there's nobody there for you, that's when the shit goes south. That's when you start. That's when people start doing the things that they don't want to do. Whether it's yeah. drugs, taking their own life, drinking, this, that, and the other. But if you've got that one person to sort of break down where it's all started from, from day one till now, and it's yeah. like, fuck, this is what it could have been. Now I know I can't do fuck all about that now. Past is past. Right. Let's yeah. try and rebuild from where we were, and let's try and go up instead of fucking down. Because I know when you're in that deepest, darkest hole, the light looks like how the fuck am I getting out of here? I'm not getting out of there. How the fuck do you expect me to get out of there? This is shit. Mm. 
you, there's nowhere for you to go. You're in a you're right, in a yeah. fucking box the size of you. Right. But then as so, soon as that one person reaches to you, you you sort of realize that the light is closer than what you think. You just need that yeah. little push. So, that's it. Not not to be an asshole, but oh no, that's good. We're, good. Com- we're good. coming up. We're coming up on short time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to cap this conversation with you, Monster, off before we get yeah, to the happy it. ending. Is if you were going to give advice to anybody, be it streaming advice, mental health advice, fatherly advice, what's one piece of advice that you could give to somebody who listens to this podcast on any of the podcast platforms or watches it on the VODs on Twitch or YouTube or whatever? What's one piece of advice you could give them going forward? I'd, I'd go with the mental health because with streaming, streaming's a whole different ball game where mental health's a more personal thing to me. I'd probably say no matter how you feel and how stupid you think or bad you think your situation is, try and speak to some, whether it's a random person, a family member, just speak. Don't feel ashamed to be thinking you're putting your burden on somebody else or you're going to fuck up their day because you'll be quite surprised that somebody totally random will turn around and say to you, you'll come here. I'll give you that hug. I'll give you that shoulder to cry on. I'll be that ear for you to fucking ramble into for an hour. Speak to somebody and get the shit off your chest and try and figure out some type of coping mechanism to make that thought process change. Because if you're going through the same thought process every day, you need something to break it. So then as soon as that link's broken and you realize where it's starting and coming from, you can sort of progress slowly but surely and take every day as it comes to better yourself and not try and get in that hole again. It's sort of like leveling, leveling your hole out as you're getting up through the days. So mm. in mine is don't ever feel ashamed to ask for help because I did and it didn't end well. It ended up with me being in a worse state than I was. So I'm wasting a hell of a lot of fucking money. So definitely speak to somebody and try and do it as soon as you can, whether you think it's a little fucking problem, a massive problem to speak because speaking is a big part of it. A very big part of it. Cause that's the starting yeah. process of realizing, fuck, I'm not the only one, even though you do think you're alone and you're the loneliest person on this earth. You feel like there's nobody there and you could be in a room of a thousand people. Do you know what I mean? It's a lonely place to be when you're in them situations. What about what about you, Chris? What's your piece of advice? And then we got the happy ending to come, so but I wanna I wanna make sure I wanna make <laughs> sure we get to light these. <laughs> All right. What, what's what's your advice, Chris? What do you got? Um, well, I'd probably say stay on the the mental health thing because personally, to me, mental health affects everything. Like your streaming, your parenthood, getting to work. Mental health is one of the most important things, and for far too long, people have been shunned away for trying to share their struggles. Like, like you said, like everybody, like this argument of, oh, everybody's always got something. Like, you, you, somebody's always worse off. I hate that analogy. So, there's always somebody gone through. Oh, that other yeah. person can go through them because. I'm dealing with this. Like, it might be a, a shitty thing. It might just be something mundane, but it's your entire world. And I would agree with there's always somebody there. This whole, we're all in the same boat. We're not all in the same boat. We're in the same storm, but we're right. not in the same boat. Some people have got yachts. Some people have got rubber dinghies. We're <laughs> yeah, all that, in the true. same storm. And the only way that we can do that 
is uniting, helping each other out and going, well, come aboard my dinghy, come aboard my rowing boat, let's get through this together because yep. until we until we start understanding that yes, our lives might feel shittier than other people's, we may have the key to help someone else in which someone else might have the key to help you. Mm-hmm. And then only find, the only way to find out if someone else has the key is to either open up or help other people. So just cast, whenever you're in, like, I, I've done it countless times. When I'm in games, like Why? Docs has seen it, playing League of Legends, me? I am the, 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 the most wholesome, annoying player in chat when it comes to League of Legends because you have everybody else shouting and screaming, screaming. and I'm going, come on boys, we're going to have a great time. <laughs> everybody, let's have a good you fun game. That's that. She sees the brighter side in absolutely everything and that's what I love about her. Like Even when I was in my darkest time, she was like, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get it sorted. There's always going to be a better day. There's always light at the end of that tunnel no matter how dark you think yeah. that fucking tunnel is. And it's like, I was like, but you don't fucking understand. I can't get out. There's no way out of this fucking thing. Me yeah. being a stubborn cunt and not <laughs> opening up about what was actually... Yeah, I, I do understand you with that one. It's not in fury. It is at the time. But then when you sit back and think about it, it's like, well, the fucking right. You just need to think. Yeah. Even if you don't open up to people, you helping somebody could eventually help you. Because you know you've helped somebody else with their mental issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess. I guess, you. I guess to wrap it up on at least this segment with this conversation before we jump to happy ending, my advice would be mm-hmm. coming coming from like the parent perspective. Like, if you're whether it comes to streaming or mental health or whatever, when it comes to anybody in your life, um, just be patient. Mm-hmm. Be patient with the person or your kid if your if your kid is struggling with something get them the help they need do what you can to help them out but don't don't do it for them make them do the work but provide them the tools they need and for people who are wanting to stream and be young streamers you got to do the work you you, you can you can mm-hmm. do the work and you can build a community that's going to help you work forward to but you got to be patient with it like yep. i've been doing i've been doing this as an affiliate now two years i've been streaming a total of three years and I'm I'm behind the curve on Monster, who Monster just started this year. But I don't mm-hmm. care because I'm happy with where I am and I know my my thing will catch. But yeah. for me, building guys up like Monster and Chris and helping Silver and all that's what I like to do. So I know my patience in helping others will come back to me tenfold. Mm-hmm. So yeah. From from that perspective, I approach it kind of like a parent. Like, be patient, be understanding, but be be stern in your expectations. Be realistic in your expectations. Yeah, that's and, a good point, Matt, because that, that's one thing I do need to work on is patience. Because I don't have any. That's yeah. one thing I don't have. And I, I know too. I'm not I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Anything I do, I get frustrated with my stream. I get frustrated with work. I get frustrated with my kids. But I always remember that. There's another day, there's another stream, there's another there's another thing yeah. down the bend. So just yep. find the best tools you can find, be it for mental health or parenting or streaming. Find the best people to be involved with and be honest with everybody. Be honest with yourself. Because if yeah. you're not you want honest, to surround yourself with people mm-hmm. 
that you would like consider your type of influence you know what i mean like what you're trying to perceive on your stream you want to surround yourself with them type of people because if you're getting in with a toxic community you're going to end up with a toxic community yourself yeah Do you know what i mean because it they're all going to gravitate to that pacific yeah and, things, and, and you know that, what I mean? that, that extends to your kids and your family too if, if, if mm-hmm. you have yeah if you have toxicity in your family and you're unwilling to deal with it then it's just gonna fester so do yep. what you can to provide yourself the best opportunity to succeed in all all avenues yeah definitely so, now i want to watch me now Voice, voice line, hang on. <laughs> um, so now we're going to move into the happy ending. Monster, that was a hell of a conversation, bro. That was God. great. You, it was good to be here, mate. It was 100% good to be here. We're going to do the happy ending because I want to get your take on this, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah, go for it. I'll stick around to the end, mate. I'll stick at, around to the end. At the end of the happy ending, we'll, we'll spit out everybody's socials and do our thing, but... For those of you that are new to the podcast, because we just came back live, we end our show, every show, with what we call the happy ending. And the yeah. happy ending is basically, we're going to we're going to talk about a couple of news articles from around the world that just kind of make you smile, that just kind of lift you up. Because yeah. Chris, Chris came to me and he's like, I want to end the show on a, on a high note. Because all too yeah. often, the news gets bogged down and if it bleeds, it leads. So we want to end mm-hmm. the show differently. So we're going to mm-hmm. talk. We're going to talk, you know, about 30, 40 minutes. We might go, we might hit that three hour mark because we ran a little long, which I'm okay with. We had a great conversation. So yeah, I, definitely. Definitely. It's been so, amazing. Mate. From the first ever podcast, I've loved it. You've, I love everything about it. It's been amazing. If you ever want me again, just for oh, a yeah. conversation, please don't have to be a guest, man. I'll come on anytime. Yeah. What like, you need to do is go on other podcasts because if you go on other podcasts, you'll just find out how shite we were and realize <laughs> that you should never have came on this podcast. No, I mean, do you know what? Mate? It's, been, it's been an experience because everything through streaming is always, I've done something new every stream. It's something different every single time, whether it's my own stream or somebody else's stream. And that's what I love about it. It's always different. And this is something totally different I've never done before. So, mm. There's another reason it's took me out of my comfort zone. So, yeah, I'm I'm down for this anytime, anytime. So, yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure. So we're gonna wrap it up with a happy ending. We'll we'll break down the article and then you just you just give your take on what you feel and what mm-hmm. you what you vibe. So, Chris, yeah. I think you started last week, so I'll start this week. Yeah, because you started with the Highland Cues. Yeah, it was the Highland Cues. So this week, fuzzy ginger bastards. <laughs> So this week, um, I came across a, a kind of a simple story. Like the last couple of heavy innings might have been kind of complex and I wanted something real light. Mine is, it says, boy hero saves sister from choking after watching John Cena, who then congratulated him through a video. So the story basically breaks down is this, this young boy, this eight-year-old kid, yeah. realized that his 20-month-year-old sister was choking on a chicken nugget of all things. She was eating that chicken nug, started choking, and the boy didn't panic, didn't do anything, did a maneuver. Uh, he basically proceeded to dislodge the chicken nugget from his sister by watching uh, John Cena on a Disney show. It says Nickelodeon. Uh, wow. Yeah, God, a, Nickelo- a Nickelodeon show. He was watching a show <laughs> called The Substitutes. John Cena had guest starred on it, and 
I I didn't see the episode, so I'm assuming they did something where a kid choked and John Cena had to like save him. So by watching John Cena on a show, this kid, this eight-year-old kid was able to save his sister. And then later on, the kid's story gets out. John Cena sends this kid a video telling the kid that he's a badass and he saved his sister and everything. And it's just you're like, yes, that that's that is celebrity at its best. And who says you can't learn anything from watching TV? Like, come on now. An eight-year-old kid saves his sister. Like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. who I'd say is a really good inspiration for that that I have seen actually over the past couple of years is Will Smith. Yes. That that man is an inspiration to a lot of people. Like, yeah. I I love him because I Am Legend's one of my top three favorite films. And I, it was just because of his acting. I didn't know genuinely how he is in real life. And that man dedicated his whole life for his family, for his career as well. But every one of his videos is always telling people, you can be whatever you want to be. You just need to make sure Rupert is in the right place. If it's not, make sure you sort it out type shit. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for somebody to learn something off a celebrity, when people only look at celebrities as a, a fashion statement or they've got these type of clothes, they've got all this money, but they've learned something that's actually saved some fucker's life. That's that's a, an amazing thing to see because you don't see him do that much. You, you get the odd story, or they've donated a million pounds to this or to that. Or you don't really see, oh, they've saved this person's life through just a simple program that they were watching, which is an amazing thing to see. I, I love that. I mean, that's mint. Yeah, and the, and the fact that like he credits John Cena for doing it, and then John mm -hmm. Cena who... Yeah. John Cena, Put time out of his own busy day to send this kid a, a right, message. But, but you also hear the shit about how John Cena got so much hate because of all his years in the WWE. Like everybody's like, "Oh, John Cena's boring. His shtick is old." And the fact that he, John Cena himself, says the reason I've stuck to that same good guy persona for so long is this right here. Mm -hmm. Some kid somewhere is is watching him, and because yeah. of his actions through his movies or or his social media presence or his videos, this kid saved his sister who was yeah. fucking dead because she was choking on a chicken nugget. And yep. then John Cena goes and fucking sends the kid a message and says, yay, well done. You did, you know, you did good. Well, add a boy. Like, that's yeah. going to make that kid's life for the next five years. Like, that kid's going to be Oh, like, yeah, 100%. 100%, man. And it wasn't Definitely. even because he didn't. It wasn't even because the kid wanted him to. It's the kid saved his sister and somebody he idolized took the time out of their day to come and say, hey, you did a good thing. You know what? That's that's a big thing of doing mm. something for not expecting something in return. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Chris, you want to jump in real quick on that? Uh, well, it's not really... Like, it's just... It is a great story. It's, I like, like you were saying, like, John Cena gets a lot of shit just for his persona and all that. And this is... Funnily enough, this isn't actually the first time I've read a story in which somebody's credited John Cena and what he's done for time and so I, like it just goes to show you I mean the story doesn't talk about how uh, Jackson also pile-drivered his sister and, <laughs> and gave her a good power bomb a few days earlier but um, no it is, it is such an amazing you can't see me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there is, it's, it's like there's, there's, it's, it is a nice thing when you see that something as simple as a TV show on Nickelodeon and one specific scene, like it proves that kids 
do pick up shit. Like yeah. that, something that you would like, m- most people would just look at it as a TV show. But, but I know fine well that if I ever get to the point of marriage, I will be playing the song at the Red Wedding and Game of Thrones just to make sure, just to see what guests start looking around. Like, <laughs> but most people wouldn't have thought of that wee moment in a approach. But that scene has stuck with Jackson. The, mm-hmm. In that moment that was it was needed, he was calmly able to go, I know what to fucking do here. Mm-hmm. And like the dad said, so he they were driving at the time. The dad could hear the 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 daughter. He, he couldn't hear that he was she was choking, but he could hear that she was uh or like she wasn't panicking, she wasn't making any coughing or anything like that. He physically did not know mm. it was happening because he was driving. And it was Jackson said to Dad, you need to pull over. Something's happening with Leah. Right. And that's how it all kind of thing. It's like the, the, if he hadn't been able to kind of know in that moment what to do, yeah, what told things could like. have, would have been a lot worse. It wouldn't be a happy story, it would be a tragedy. Yeah. And with the likes of the Nuggets, it just goes to show that the things we love can be the things that can just end everything. Yep. Yeah. Like, it's... don't trust what you love because they're the ones that will destroy you. Yep. <laughs> nuggets are don't the trust new... anybody. <laughs> nuggets no, are that the actually devil. brings me back to the fucking the jello shots. What would happen if you sucked one of them and got stuck in your throat? That's what I'm scared of doing. Like, and it's stuck in the back of my throat type shit. I know with a drunk neck. You just take a straw and just start <laughs> trying to... I actually nearly choked when I was younger on an ice cube. Yeah. I don't know how the fucking ice cube You just wait till it melts. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's Look, the same I had to pour water down my fucking... Like, warm water down my throat to melt it. So I was going blue and everything. I've, ac- I've, ac- I've actually had an experience like Jackson did. I've, I've had to save my sister who i no longer associate with unfortunately she uh she wasn't a very strong swimmer and when we were younger we used to go up to the upper peninsula in michigan and there's a lake up there where there's a real strong drop off and undercurrents and yeah. she thought she was the shit she went under and homeboy docs went after her and drug her out by her hair like i couldn't grab her so i grabbed her by her hair twice yeah. consecutive twice. summers consecutive summers wow and it was like, dude, you're like, cause it's, it's just like my mom and then we're up on the beach grilling, drinking, not paying attention. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she went under cause she thought she was the shit and had to fucking go under, snatch her up by her hair, come up, dragging her out of the water. My mom, my mom only sees I'm dragging my sister by her hair. Yep. So you get in trouble. I get in trouble. And then my sister doesn't say, oh, well, he saved me. Cause no, it's all, oh, you know, Dax was pulling my hair. But yeah. I think, I think. It shows something in that kid that a lot of people don't have is that instinct to save people. Like a lot of you either have it or you don't. You can't train that. You know what I mean? No. And the fact the kid that the kid displayed it so early that that speaks volumes of potentially what his character could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's great. Shows that kids are not just mindless idiots. Like, no, they yeah, are sponges. Like kids, know mm-hmm. kids probably know me, like can easily pick up. But I mean, that's what they say is that your your brain stops really absorbing when you're twenty four. Mm-hmm. Like after twenty four, it's work 
to try and maintain yeah, knowledge. Yeah. Uh, up until then, it's as a sponge, and yeah, it just shows that kids know a lot more than we give them credit for. Like they're not just yeah. mindless idiots. They're not just running around going, ah, for no reason. <laughs> Like, that's <laughs> us at 30. <laughs> yeah, don't you know what I mean? A few shots and woo! Yeah, that's exactly. me at 40. <laughs> I'm older than the both of you, fucker. <laughs> but I'll be 30 next year, so... Oh, kiss my yeah, ass, I, I got 12 years on you. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's great. And the other thing, too, about John Cena is John Cena is known as the guy that has done more... Yeah, they do even want to say this year, come on. <laughs> more make-a-wish wishes than anybody. Like, that dude has done more Make-A-Wish fulfillment stuff than anybody for Make-A-Wish. So, I mean... You know, I actually think that's an amazing thing, that Make-A-Wish thing, you know? It is. It really is. And ultimately, like, Make-A-Wish, like, that's, that's got to be hard, man. Because you're going and then, you know, kids aren't going to mm-hmm. be around. Like, the chances yep. of them making it after you visit them, that's mm-hmm. that's got to be a burden. So, to have a guy like that do that much make a wish on top of like sending messages to hero kids. Like that speaks volumes to his character too. And I think, I think more often than not, like celebrities who do that should be shouted out more than the fucking Paris Hilton's and the, the fucking Paul brothers and all that shit. Guys like John Cena, the rock, Will Smith, those guys, those guys should be shouted out way more. But yeah, I think it was a great story. It's short. It's sweet. It's to the point, And I, I, I definitely think something like that is great. So, Chris, you've got an interesting story along yeah, the medical I've lines been, that we've been talking about. Yeah, I've been kind of like, yeah, another fucking great story that's coming out of Scotland. That just tells yeah. you enough. Like, I've just been trailing the internet for good Scottish <laughs> stories. Basically, there's a, a university out in Edinburgh called the Heriot Watt University. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's like a medical school that gets still, like, it's a still a hospital it's a teaching hospital it's yeah and with the scientists and as it says scottish scientists have developed a system of lasers that melt away cancer cells without damaging healthy cells it does go into say that there's still a good three years before they'll be able to start doing human trials yeah but basically what it is is a lot of cancers they've not been able to work with lasers because the lasers are so powerful that it damages normal healthy cells around it mm-hmm. but they've developed a, a a laser that fires at something like one trillionth uh, of a second mm-hmm. like it's like a, 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 a yeah one trillionth of a second that means that it's able to cause enough heat to burn the cancer cell but the heat doesn't radiate enough yeah to the surrounding cells at the moment the only part of cancer that they've done like clinical testing on is a uh, colorectal so like your okay. colon cancers uh, they are wanting to start working towards the like say brain head and neck cancer be a lot more help yeah. to a vaster uh, patient you know what, uh, that's the crazy thing with cancers, or there's that many different types and where they can develop and start and grow. Yeah. And it's it's a really fucking tricky thing to try and actually medicate and fix. I know it's some of them are life-threatening and there can't be nothing done about it. But just for that fact of that being able to do that is 
that's fucking next level amazingness, that yeah. shit. Because obviously there's people not here today who would be able to try it if they was able to. But at least now moving on in the future, more yeah. people are going to be able to not suffer from that. Well, yeah. the, the, this is the craziest part that comes from this thing. Um, like they go into the thing, like they, they they go in so like they've they've celebrated tradition, Scottish medical breakthroughs nearly a hundred years after uh, Alexander Fleming isolated penicillin because it was yet another Scottish scientist that created <laughs> penicillin. But the, the the crazy part of this whole like treatment is this one line, which considering how much money and how much things like other aspects of medical marvels comes in, is the research in the laser tech was funded by a £1.2 million grant from the Engineer and Physical Sciences Council. £1.2 million Jeez. is what they use to be able to develop this. You no, know, the funny thing is, though, there's been billions put into certain shit and they can't even... Exactly. They can't no, even figure that you... out, but a million, that's not a lot yeah. considering... <laughs> Yeah, in the grand scheme of that shit, do you know what I mean? And they've just single-handedly went, do you know what? See, all this. You know what that is though? That scrimping and scraping in the fucking depression. That learning to manage shit, and it's like learning to know where they can. Well, this has been gone for quite a few years. (laughs) They have been developing, so we can't really put it into the pandemic. But I do think that this past year has kind of proven that. We can do a lot of shit if we yeah, try. Definitely. <laughs> like, one, it, it isn't a, a money-based thing. Well, one of the interesting things in the article, they talk about the laser itself, how they talk about the light. The light generated is something called deep ultraviolet light. The interesting thing about that is it doesn't even originate here on Earth. So they had to go to a a, a portion of the ultraviolet spectrum that only occurs in deep space and it's something that astronauts have to take into account for. So for somebody to, to literally take a million a million pounds and say, well, we can't use a laser light that's generated here on Earth. We've got to go on something that's only generated in deep space. Like, that's insane. I've mm-hmm. never heard of deep ultraviolet light before. Yeah, same. That, that just actually oh. made my brain just go... <laughs> there is <laughs> another part in it when they talk about is... I think that's another reason why it could only cost like one or two million is the fact that they do talk about the <clears throat> uh, optical fibre-based device that target mm. and kill cancer cells, and then they talk about deep ultraviolet. But it does say that last September it was announced that the university one million pound grant to investigate deep ultraviolet light therapy in the practice of germicide. Mm. So again, in the grand scheme of things. Seven point three million pound has garnered the ultraviolet light therapy and these lasers to be able to focus on the cancer cells wow. without damaging. And they do go on that that they are going to develop technologies to generate the light, uh, so it's at the right wavelengths where it remains germicidal without the harmful effects. Yeah. So they they are also looking at other applications not necessarily just cancer mm-hmm. but other avenues that this potentially could help yeah so it's 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 just uh like it is a mind-blowing no, that's of... the that's probably the best thing i've heard you know like 
development-wise in the past couple of years? Because you've not heard nothing come out to try and how like that's been developed for anything else. Do you know what I mean? It's that's yeah. been that's a, quite a good breakthrough considering. Yeah, well, going yeah. from well, radio therapy to fucking ultra whatever the <laughs> wherever the fuck it's from. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To that, that's that's insane. That and to come from such a small place that isn't that hasn't got that much money to begin with, considering places other places in the world that could fund triple that to put more into investing in this. That's fucking amazing. That's probably one of the best things you've heard. That I've heard all year. That to be fair, but yeah, that just speaks to one of the points that Chris and I have been really hitting on since we started this podcast and doing the happy ending specifically is one of the points we made is one of the things that we would like to see would be letting science and creative people do what they do without the hassle of bureaucratic bullshit. And like this yeah. article and the Alzheimer's article we did a couple weeks ago just shows that if if the politicians and the bureaucrats get the fuck out of the way and big, big business gets the fuck out of the way, a lot of the shit that plagues us can get fixed. If they don't fucking muck it up with like, Oh, now we got a fucking interest. Right. It's just, it's, it, it, it boggles my mind that we have so much shit that could be used for the benefit of our well-being. That gets locked up and boxed up by politicians and big business. When you look at um, the insulin, the the scientist who who came up with insulin for diabetes, they didn't patent it. And the reason they didn't patent it, they specifically stated is, we do not want to patent insulin because we want to make sure that it is available for everybody. Mm-hmm. And look what look what's going on nowadays with just fucking insulin, twenty, thirty, fucking five hundred, a thousand dollars a dose for people just to let people live. Like, yep, it's fucking stupid. And then when the pandemic happened, it mm-hmm. was especially in the UK anyway, like where we live, it was nowhere to be seen. People were scrambling here, there, and everywhere trying to get. Because some people can only have certain insulins mm-hmm. because they'll have reactions to certain ones. So they can only have certain ones and they just wasn't there. They couldn't come into the country. We couldn't yep. get out of the country to get in there. So yeah. it was it was a fuckery this, these past couple of years though with it. It's been crazy, but yeah. it is a, an amazing thing because if they didn't have it, the body can't produce it. Yeah. And, and you know but- what I mean? They need it. But but again, to keep it on the vein of the happy ending, even with all that fuckery, even mm-hmm. with all the political bullshit and all the big business, you still got shit like this happening. You still got like you got yep. young, talented, in just amazing people who are like, I see a problem, I'm gonna fix it. The problem doesn't have a fix. Let's dream it up and let's get the money to do it and let's fucking do it. And yeah. that that's amazing. Like cancer yeah. is a huge plague. Like we we talked about all these diseases lately, like in our happy endings, we talked about Alzheimer's, we talked about cancer. Like the fact that people are 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 pushing back against that and still creating yeah. and innovating ways to cure it and ways Try and to prolong it or cure it is a yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, thing it's amazing. I could never do. It. I don't got the brains to it, but like I think stories like this, which is which is why I like the happy ending on this podcast so much, is we do hold up stories like this because. 
I didn't know about this. I didn't yeah. hear about this on Twitter. Yes, yeah, I am. Without um, trying to put a cheesy thing on it. Right. It, <laughs> the journalist the, the, the because you're, you're not cheesy at all. The the the, the headline not in me would say it this shows hope. <laughs> it it shows the ultraviolet light at the end of <laughs> and the cancer yeah. sort of defeating. Like yeah. like this all this does is it shows that we are that extra step closer to finally ridding the world of this devastating disease. Yeah. Yep. That's that's what that's truly a fucking amazing breakthrough. Because if only obviously they couldn't have, but if people could have hung on a couple of years or months, however long it yeah. takes for this to go into human trials, that could have been somebody's life that could have prolonged to be the next best scientist, but they couldn't because they were... Do you know what I mean? It, it's an amazing thing to see. Mm-hmm. And me, but obviously there's always got to be some sort of fall off to get the rise again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's always got to be some type of thing like that, which is a, all part of life itself, which is a good the thing. The main thing itself. to think about it is those that have sadly lost their life to this shitty fucking disease, mm-hmm. the way things are going... They're not gonna have died in vain. Yeah, yeah, definitely like, not. Definitely, it not. is something that people have put put their life into of developing that. What others have went through, will not have to go through again. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and that is that's the best way I would say to look at these situations. Is yeah, so many people like I've lost five to cancer, um, so it's like. It's still a good thing to know inside that it's it's not that they're just being forgotten, is that people are looking at it as it's a serious thing. We need to stop this happening. Yeah. Mm. That's the way I look at it. Definitely. Definitely. One hundred percent. So this is the part of the show where we did to spew all our bullshit. So we'll start with our guest, Monster. Mm-hmm. Tell them tell the people who you are, what they can do and where they can find you and what you got coming up. Well, obviously, you know me, I'm UK's Monster. Stream on Twitch. You can find me by uh, by putting UK's Monster in on Twitch. You'll find me there. I'm on Twitter at Monster UK's. And I'm on YouTube at UK Monster Videos. And the things that I've got coming up really is going to be a hell of a lot more gaming. Probably a hell of a lot more funny challenges. Because I know when I do finally hit a thousand followers, I'm going to do another stream like I did on my birthday where you get right. a chance to egg me and pie me and... All that type of stuff. So, I've got a lot of quite a few things booked up for in the future with little challenges, uh, spicy challenges, eating monkey beans. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> Doing all that type of stuff. So, yeah, I've got quite a lot coming up in the future. It's just trying to keep my my mental state on that straight and narrow mm-hmm. to not let things stupid things get in the way and like set me back type thing. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the future to see where all my Twitch family end up growing when we grow. Right. Do you know what I mean? Can't wait for that. So, yeah, that's where you can find me on there. Nice. Definitely. Where, where can they find you and reach out to you, Chris? Uh, well, like last week, you can tweet me on Twitter. At <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chris is C90. Uh, that's the best place. It's really the only place. I don't use Facebook anymore. I rarely use 
uh, Instagram. Like, I use it to post stories, but the stories that I'm posting are basically just my Twitter feed. That's yeah. that's pretty much it. So <laughs> your best place is on Twitter, on the YouTube channels where we post all the mm. the the vods and that. I've also uploaded a few of my gameplays from my my streaming. Uh, which you can find on Twitch, but again, unless you want to listen to a Scottish guy screaming his head off because he's getting scared at a game, it's probably not the place to be. But Twitter, definitely Twitter, is where to get me. Yeah, and and like we say, and I'll I'll do my spiel in a minute. But like like we say on the show, if if you want to reach out, if you need somebody to talk to, please reach out. If you have mm-hmm. feedback or you want to share your thoughts in the conversation. Do so. Like, get at us on Twitter. Get at us in the comments. Reach out to us any way you can, because we will respond. It might take time, but we will respond, because we want to hear what you got to say. We want to hear your mm-hmm. your thoughts, your feedback, uh, potential stories for us to talk about. If you have a a happy ending story, reach out to us. Let us know how that goes. But I am Docs Ryan. You can find me at Docs Ryan on Twitter. You can find me at Docs Ryan on Instagram, which I use very rarely. Um, you can find me on Twitch at Docs Ryan, and you can find me on YouTube. Just search for Docs Ryan on YouTube. It mm-hmm. it is what it is. I'm always around. I'm always doing something. I'm always hanging out with these two idiots. So, um, <laughs> I want to take the time to thank Monster for coming on. Any time, buddy. It's been an absolute fucking pleasure, mate. Absolute yeah, pleasure. Yeah, it's been awesome. And I want to thank my drunken brother from another mother over there, Chris. We appreciate you guys. So, <laughs> do me a favor, fellas. Tell everybody goodbye, and we'll see them next week. Stay blessed, everybody. Bye, everybody. See you later. Bye. Later.